Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. We're back, baby, back with a real episode with a guest and everything, and I am pumped for this one. I'm going to keep this intro under four minutes. We can do it. I believe in myself. One, because this is an amazing longer episode, and two, because it is almost 1 a.m. right now. But here we go, you guys. This week's guest is one of my favorite people ever, one of my favorite people to have on the podcast. Honestly, top five. In my top five people I would love to have on the show. It's not It's not really competition. Let me just get right to it, guys. This week's guest is the amazing, hilarious Brian Otter. Brian has moved back to Halifax for a little bit. He is living his best life. He is moving around, making things happen, and he's back on the podcast today. Brian's been on twice before. Um, His last solo episode was quite literally one of my favorite episodes. This episode might also be one of my favorite episodes. His first appearance solo was episode 171. I highly recommend listening to that one as well. Keep in mind it was, you know, two years ago, but um, that's another great one. This was a great one. Oh my God. The speed of which Brian and I just like plowed through topics seamlessly almost like everything just flowed into one another in this like crazy way. And I truly would expect nothing less from a conversation with Brian Otter. There are stories, there are breakthroughs, there are feelings. It's, it has literally everything. And I adore Brian Otter. And I actually think most people in Brian's life would say that they adore Brian Otter. So more than likely, if you are tuning into this episode, you know Brian and love Brian. But if you don't, you're going to love him. Give him a follow on Instagram. Definitely not Otter on Instagram. Check out his photography page, which is at Meat Globe. He is an amazing photographer in addition to being a hilarious comic, multi-talented king. So yeah, I love Brian. I love this episode. You guys are going to love it too. We're going to get right to it. But before I do, please remember to follow Intoxicated on social media. You can also leave an iTunes rating or review that really helps the show out. It helps the show get on charts. Also, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well and on TikTok. And as always, you can send in your voicemails via the SpeakPipe link. You can also reach out to me through the anonymous talk line form where you can send me your questions, stories, rants, really anything, and I will go over those in a future intro or a future episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm stoked to be back. This is an epic episode. Let's get to it. Please enjoy my amazing conversation with the great Brian Otter.
like the quality is important. The, qu <laughs> the quality of how much I hate myself is un unmatched. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm glad I got that on. Uh, <laughs> oh, you recorded that? Sick. Oh, yeah. We're on tape. We, we rolling, baby. <laughs> we rolling. What did you have for breakfast today? That's what I asked people for. What did I eat for breakfast? For a vocal warm up. I didn't eat anything for breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I have to be reminded to eat what? constantly. Yeah, dog. Is that ADHD? My No, it's an eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Should I stop recording? I, no, what, I, I, the, a, I, I still have the fucking. Um, I don't give a fuck. Is that like, is that seriously a thing? That's yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. I've been going through that my entire life. So essentially, when I was in high school, I was the fattest kid in my high school. Me grade 9, 10, 11. Because um, I was living with my grandma at the time. And uh, she was like, no one's ever going to love you if you're fat. And then make pies and desserts to apologize because she right, felt right, bad right. for doing that. Yes. And she got me fatter and fatter this, and fatter. You talked about this in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, and the pool situation with the yeah, kids. All that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I so, always remember that story you told me. Yeah. So since then, it's been a, a constant battle. It's been fun. It's been great. I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I oftentimes forget to eat. Usually like that's the it's it's weird. Like if I'm I need somebody in my life to make sure that I eat or else I just don't. Mm. So usually it's a significant other um, that's like, hey, let's eat. And for some reason, I always choose people whose lung, love languages are food. So then they just eat and eat and eat. And I get fat and then I resent both of us. <laughs> Do they then, get fat too? No, not normally. I gotta say as a single person who just like is just so bitter. I love when a couple gets fat together because I'm that. like, it's adorable. At least now I'm not jealous of your bodies. <laughs> <laughs> only, hilarious. only your relationship. You know what I mean? Like at least I'm, now there's like one less thing for me to be jealous. Like it's hot couples who like, oh fuck yourselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get that a hundred percent. I get that a hundred percent. And then for the last two years, I've been living with Evan, like Evan Steves, yes, and best friend in the world. And but he, he has a bunch of food stuff too. He well, he's allergic to gluten and dairy and everything fun. Um, so his Everything diet is fun. like super healthy. However, he cares about me enough that he was like cooking for me every day and just like being like, hey, have you eaten? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, here's some food. And I'm like, you're the best. I'd die without you. Oh, my gosh. So what now I'm here life. in Halifax and I can't wait to but perish. Is your roommate that you have now a cooker? Will she cook for you? She already has. It's so fucking wild. Yesterday. So I've been here for like 48 hours. And literally 48 hours. Uh, yeah, I moved here like Sunday night. And then yesterday, last night, we were just like hanging out at home. And uh, she was like, I haven't seen you eating anything like since you've been here. And I was like, oh, yeah, sometimes I just forget. And she's like, I'm about to cook sucker. I'm cooking you food. I was like, oh, you don't have to do that. She's like, I'm doing that. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> Shit. It's so funny that you say that because Travis Lindsay and I were talking about this as an mm -hmm. ADHD symptom because of ADHD. Sometimes we forget to eat like it's not an intentional thing. We just don't plan well. We don't yeah. we don't plan meals. And then it gets to a point where. We get busy with other things and then it's like the blood sugar is really low and we have to eat right away. Mm -hmm. and, and then you just panic and eat whatever you can find. But I get the disordered because sometimes like I've never had a full blown eating disorder or anything like that. But sometimes when I'm like really not liking how I look, I'll sometimes get that like validation from not eating. And that's such a fucked up yeah. mental thing to happen yeah over the and last you gotta snap yourself out of it but it's hard i get that over the last like four three months um i've lost like 45 pounds and then everybody's like holy fuck you look oh, amazing no. and i'm like oh that means i shouldn't i should keep i not know eating. this is the issue it's fun it's great i love it so can i okay 
I'm going to just introduce you because we're just going to talk forever. Oh, fuck yeah. Before I <laughs> My bad. No, not your bad at all. Uh, everybody, hey, welcome back to the podcast. The podcast that doesn't really have a release schedule, but I just do it when there's someone I want to talk to and there is no one else I would rather talk to right now than my guest today, one of my favorite people on this earth, one of my favorite podcast guests ever, Ryan Otter. I love you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Welcome the, back. Yeah. my the, the thing I was most excited about coming back to Halifax is seeing you and doing this. Like, it's no so much way. fun. Yeah. Stop I was talking about everybody, or I was talking to everybody about it in Moncton. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go back. It's so much fun. Just like, I don't know, you're super, super easy to talk to. And the fact that uh, I get to... I get a reason to just indulge in smoking a bunch of weed and drinking ginger ale like it's my job makes me happy. And there's so much fun conversation that comes out mm-hmm. of these things. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's the thing about it. And it's a chance to hang out with friends. It's a mm-hmm. hangout on a mic. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's like, it's win-win all around. But for those who don't know, please go back. I want to say you were 171, but I might be wrong. You were in the 170s the last time you were on. Oh, like podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? But you'll just just go back and find it. Um, mm-hmm. You've been on once before by yourself. Yep. And then another time with Kyle. Kyle Barnett. Kyle Barnett. Uh, but that episode that your like your last solo one, still one of my favorite fucking podcasts. That like when sense. I look back at that run of podcasts, it was like my favorite time. That was super good. That like, cause it was, it was, was it summertime? It was summertime. Matt Baker was around. Uh, Andrew Vaughn was around. Like it was everyone. Like it was just hot here. It was awesome. And that's another one of my favorite people, Matt Baker. He's mm-hmm. coming back to Halifax for a week or so. I know we're doing punchlines together in St. John. So he's going to fly into Halifax, do shows here. And then we're going to, I'm going to drive him out to St. John. It's going to be, fuck, I'm excited. When I was in Vancouver, he called me one morning and he was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just hanging out. He's like, I'm in Vancouver. Let's hang out. And I was like, done i because i saw the instagram and i was like did you guys really just run into each other or was this planned no, like he, that was my main question he called me and he was just like what are you doing right now i was like nothing he's like you want to hang out and i was like are you here and he was like yeah and i was like done so then we walked around all day we took photos uh, all over vancouver it was like it was a blast oh my and God. then i got yelled at by an old man it was awesome and then <laughs> yeah of course you did yeah we were walking around downtown and then uh matt baker was like oh there's a bookstore we should go into this bookstore i i need to buy a book about fishing and i was like okay so then we walk in but we're both carrying cameras and stuff and we're walking around and there's a bunch of signs all over the place that says like no photography because it was like an old vintagey bookstore so clearly people are going in there for shoots and stuff and it's annoying them oh, and uh, so i'm walking right. around and the old man's just like i don't know if you saw but the signs say no photography and i was like i'm sorry sir i can't read and he dropped his book. I was like, oh, I'm in a bookstore. That's a stupid thing to say. And uh, yeah, he was like flabbergasted. I was like, I'm going to leave now. So I just waited outside for Matt, Matt to come back outside. It was sick. I love how quick that is. I, I do not read. Yeah, I don't know how to read, dude. And he was just like, uh. And I look like I don't know how to read. Like, I, I, I can say it and people are like, yeah, that's a surprise. Me. I can't believe. Yeah, you and Baker running around. It was so much fun. That's Oh, there's and no then we got tattooed together. It was beautiful. I really could not. I would. That would be my dream hangout. I think you too. Honestly, when we're when we're in town, let's do it together. All the three I of would us love get to hang out with people, comedy colleagues outside of comedy. It really rarely happens. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair. So like you, this, just, have, you just have like too much going on is, with all of your projects. No, all. not at all. No? <laughs> Shit, okay. I will make time for social stuff if I can do it. That's wild. But I don't, people don't really ask me to do things. Well, Most you need time, to ask them then. If people well, aren't asking you to do things, you need to go out and be yes. like, yo, do you want to do this? And in all fairness, I was 
good at it Mm -hmm. in the summer and then I fell off. I had I spent money on this spreadsheet that was supposed to change my life. It was like a spreadsheet template that that (laughs) to get my finances in order, which is funny because it was thirty (laughs) dollars to buy the spreadsheet. Okay. Which probably wasn't a good financial choice. Nope. <laughs> but it came in a pack of like, here's your financial planner to help you budget. And then here's your like habit tracker. And one of the things I put in was every week, try to make plans for the weekend. Cool. So you have something to do and you don't end up in a depressive pit. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty good at that for a bit. So like I've I've hung out with like uh, like Luba and Claire a bunch of times. Like we've done That's hikes awesome. and stuff like that. They're both incredible. I love them. I love them both. And then I just I just fucking fell off. And now I'm like, what no happened? One, I, and now I'm like, no one wants to hang out with me probably. So now I'm well, back that's in the not true. You're very pit. pleasant. You just got to put yourself up there. But the thing is, people don't realize about me. People think I'm like an indoor girl. I want to go on an adventure. I want to go into the woods. Now, mind you, I don't want to camp. Why? I'm just, I'm high maintenance. <laughs> okay. Sick. There's literally the woods is perfect then because you don't have to worry about anybody seeing you at your lowest because you're alone. Well, I wouldn't want to go alone. Well, bear no, we'll do it. That's the dream. I go, bear attack? I, I go camping specifically in hopes that something eats me. I'm like, <laughs> it's not my fault. Then people can't be sad that I've killed myself because a bear ate me. <laughs> it's the circle of life, baby. I fucking love that premise. <laughs> fucking, that reminds me of a joke. Um, do you know Rosebud Baker? Yeah. She has a joke that's like, and I, I had a joke for a bit when I first started about like being like mildly suicidal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she, the way she said it, it was like, I'm not suicidal, but I'm not fighting to live. <laughs> awesome. And she said, if a bear was chasing me in the woods, I would just do like a light jog. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I feel that in my soul. I, I accept to do random nonsense at all times because I have no attachment to living. That's so interesting. Do you have existential dread? Constantly. What do you mean? Or I guess that's not the right question. Do you have a fear of death? No. Not at all? No. Hmm. I've been smoking for more than half of my life just accepting the fact that I'm shortening it every time. I'm like, good. <laughs> But this is so weird because you're so happy right now. Yeah, because I'm miserable inside, so I want everybody else to be happy. It's a trauma response thing. Miserable inside, so you want everybody else to be happy. I don't want anybody else to be as sad as I feel, so I try to my I use 100% of my energy to be positive for everybody around me. It's the sad clown complex. I hate that. I hate clowns so much. The fact, that you, the fact that you brought that up makes me real uncomfortable. Oh, is that the phobia? Yeah, I hate clowns. I've always hated clowns since I was a kid. I feel like that's a common one, though. A lot of people hate clowns. Yeah, because clowns are fucking weird. Anybody who doesn't fear clowns are weirdos. I think the scarier clowns are the ones that aren't dressed up to look scary. Yeah, they're all terrifying. They're all fucking You weird. know, like the ones that actually are supposed to look cheerful? Mm-hmm. Those are the more terrifying ones. Like when, you're, when your profession is just hanging around kids that aren't yours, that's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Unless shit. like you're a teacher. That's cool. That's admirable. But if your job isn't to educate the youth, but just be around them, red flag. Yeah. Well, I guess there's, they kind of have a job just to like entertain. That's stupid. Kind we of have like TVs con- and iPads now. We don't need them. That's true. This day and age. This Are is in the 1700s. Do clans? Yes. Do people get hired? Did you for- go out on Halloween? 
No. It's a but fucking disaster. Is that? Halloween's my favorite season, my favorite holiday, but I don't go out because I'm like, there's going to be clowns everywhere. And then my best, like a bunch of my buddies band was playing on Halloween. And I was like, I can't fucking miss this. I'm moving tomorrow. So I have to go out and see them. And then I showed up and there was like 40 clowns in the event. So I had to go hide in the sound booth so that I could be around <laughs> like away from everybody. So it was just me alone in a sound booth, just fucking dancing. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I have done like the haunted maze. Well, we'll here. never do that. And there's a bunch of clowns. What gets me is the the scream guy. I don't really know why he face? freaks. I don't know why he freaks me out a lot. Because he's wearing a dress. May You're a homophobe. <laughs> I mean, I do like the masculine men. I don't really yeah. like feminine guys. Why am I here? <laughs> but you don't look feminine. Okay, cool, sick. <laughs> I've been looking for a skirt for the last two months, dog. I don't know what you're talking about. You want to Harry Styles it up? Yeah, 100%. You wanna, do, do you like Harry Styles and what he's doing? He's I have just, no idea. I have oh, no idea like, what he's he up to. He wears skirts all the time. Oh, good for him. That's sick. But like, he's like a very attractive guy. I feel like he can get Ouch. away with it. I, I, yeah, I feel attacked. All right. <laughs> Harry Styles, you want to be like him, right? He wears dresses. He's hot, though. Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I'm oh, my God. I don't really know anything other than the fact that he was in One Direction and now he's in movies that are bad. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good mm -hmm. summary. Mm -hmm. And that's he's, he's on tour. He's doing music and stuff, but he, mm -hmm. he dresses very feminine. Cool. I'm on yeah. board for that. And, and people seem to love it. And he's like on the cover of magazines and stuff like that. It's just not for me personally. It's not what I would go for. Really? But good for him. What do no, you go I like, for? I like a, like, I just like masculine. Like a dude who won't appreciate you kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> So you want somebody who is like emotionally oppressed? And that's the podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> see you. Uh, see. <laughs> no, just like, I guess f physically, I mean, like, you know, I like beards. I don't necessarily need like muscle, but I like someone who doesn't look like I might break them if I sat on them. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like not sure. too, too skinny, okay. but some chunk, just like a thick some chunk. Boy. You're looking for some a thick, thick boy. But like, I don't like the, like the too muscly thing is not really nice either. So I don't know if you've ever seen those like Scottish dudes who throw logs and stuff. They wear skirts and they're jacked. I mean, kilts, that's another story. It's a skirt with a new name. That's but all I'm, it is. I'm Scottish, so I could get down with a kilt. Okay, but just not a skirt. Not a skirt. Not like a flowery skirt or like, you know what I what mean? What if it's just like all black, one color? I don't know. Dude's ripped. Big beard, face tats, everything. <laughs> you could sit on his face and not even hurt him. <laughs> you're still not down. You're like, oh, fucking dude, where's the skirt, bitch? I mean, at this point, I, I can't be too picky. I really can't. You just got to go with what works, right? 100%. Got to go with what works. If you if you find your dream man, he's wearing a skirt and you go, nah, it's not for me. He's wearing a skirt. Sarah. I know that the standards are too high. Seek therapy. You got to, you got to, at this point, it's just like all my standards have, I have to lose one or two every month. I think. You started a tenure at like a two right now. You're like, ah, fuck it. Like, like, here's the list. And it's like each month that goes by that I get my eggs get closer to dying. Mm -hmm. I need to lose two to three standards. Do you want kids? I don't know. Okay. So it's not a no and it's not a yes, mm -hmm. but it, it is an I don't know. You like the idea of having kids, yeah. but you just don't know. I think want I like them. the idea of family. You don't need kids to have a family. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really doing so good on the partner front. Like my ideal, like I would love a partner. I would love to have a partnership. And, yeah. and have that be like the family type thing. Like like a, like a guy and a cat. Oh, dream life. Cats and a guy. 
would be my cats, dream life. plural. Ooh, maybe two or okay. three. That's not a weird amount. Like enough that it's not <laughs> animal hoarding. <laughs> I just want a man and 78 cats. Is that too much to ask? I just want 78 fucking cats. <laughs> <laughs> like I love that idea of family, but as I'm getting mm-hmm. older and I'm still single and there's no, not much hope there, I'm going, how do I get that family that I crave? And the thought of like potentially like doing a sperm donor situation is becoming more appealing to me. Just have somebody come in you so you can have a baby by yourself. I mean, I could do that, but I don't know if I can find that. So I might have to go through. <laughs> what? Dog, put a Craigslist ad. This like, podcast. <laughs> this podcast is an open call for anyone who <laughs> wants to apply. I'll put it on my Instagram story. Be like, yo, my friend Sarah's looking for a load. Do you know what? Mm. Okay, this is a fun fact. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. One time, so there's this, oh my God, do I want to share this? Yes, of one, course. One time um, someone advertised <laughs> me um, on their podcast as like, if you're in Halifax, you should go fuck this girl. Okay. On his podcast. Sick. And put like an ad for me. Can I ask what kind of podcast it was? So like a sex podcast hosted by a comedian in New York. That's all I'll okay. say. Okay. That's all I'll say. Not so bad. We still follow each other and chat every day. It would have been weirder if you would have been like, oh, it's a car podcast. He just talks about mufflers and he was like, bang, my friend. But I will never forget it. Oh, my God. When I when I like heard that happen and I was also kind of crushing on Were him. Were you at the on time. the podcast? No. When it happened? He just talked about you. Yes. That's awesome. He uh, So there was one. It was twice. Once he mentioned mentioned me organically. I was literally just listening. Mm-hmm. And fucking he was talking to a guest and he mentioned me. And and like he essentially was essentially just saying, like, this girl in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And like his guest made fun of him because he was sounding kind of like Liam Neeson y, like, go take this woman. Like that's amazing. Like, I don't know who you are or what you do, but fuck this girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. His guest made fun of him. And then another time he just put it in the intro to one of his episodes, being like, This is an open call. And she he was like, This girl is hot and wants to get laid. If you were in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, like message me and I will connect you to her. <laughs> what a good fucking friend. Did you meet this person? No, like we, like we had like a, like a texting friendship. Okay. And like, he like sent me some videos sometimes. Like we would exchange pictures and stuff, but that of was really. Cats? Of my cats. Mm, okay. 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 <laughs> I see. We had a very flirtatious relationship for like a short period of time. So what you're then, telling me is this guy's a cuck. He's. <laughs> He's a slutty man. Yeah, that's fair. Is what I'll say. And that might give you a hint to uh, the name of the podcast. Is it Man Whore Podcast? I'm guessing. I don't know. I Am I close? I don't know what this podcast is. It's literally the, it's literally the name of it. Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck. That's terrifying. Sherlock Holmes over here, baby. You know what? I don't care. I don't care if he knows. Shout out, Billy. Hope you're doing well. Billy from um, the Man Whore Podcast. Billy I'm a fan Manhor. of you. I've never listened to your podcast, but I will now because you sound like a treat. So he, he's done crazy things on his podcast. He once did an episode where literally he got three women. Was it, was it three women? And he had like an oral sex contest on them. Like he ate all three of them out? And like in several times. And like they came on and talked about it. Yeah, it's insane. But like, what all, a genius! I, <laughs> what a fucking genius, man! 
sick. It's insane what he does. But he's poly and like he's just all, all over the place. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> no, he's monogamously married. He's just eating out for science. And he's host the man whore podcast. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but no, he's that's awesome. He's a nice, funny guy. But yeah, that that was a, a thing that happened when it would have happened around the time that I launched Intoxicated, I think. Oh, cool. So like five years ago. Ish. It's already been five years. Crazy, right? That's It'll be awesome. six in February. That's sick. It's a long time to be doing some. That's great. Well, you've got you've gotten way, was, way better at it. If like, this was a relationship, I would be demanding kids and marriage. That's probably why you're not in a relationship. <laughs> I'm like, why won't this podcast put yeah, out? Fucking asshole. I've been here for six years and he still won't put a ring on it. Maybe he's broke. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't know how to go shopping. because he's That's true. That's true. P.S. Brian bought me, brought me a gift, everybody. I don't have to show that. And it's the sweetest thing ever because it's the most beautiful night sky, which like is perfection. And it's like my color palette. And you'd there's it. either a plane or a shooting star. Man, you're like the fifth person who said that. It's for sure a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but like everybody's like, is that a shooting star? I was like, but, I fucking wish. But I want it to be a shooting star because my first tattoo is a shooting star. That's adorable. Right? That's cute. Is You're saying your first. Is that your only one? No, I have shooting star and then I have music oh, notes. cute. All along my ribs. I got mm-hmm. my full ribs done, Sick. which I've heard is a badass move for tattoos. Yeah. Because that's fucking painful. Yeah, I can imagine. Do you have rib tattoos? No, I have my whole chest and stomach done, though. should get a rib tattoo. It'll make you feel like a badass. I already did my feet. That's the worst one I'll ever do. Is feet bad, too? Yeah, like- I, was, I was chewing my leather belt the entire time. And my tattoo artist buddy, after he did one, was like, do you want to take a break? And like, we'll do your other one next time. I was like, if you don't do it today, I'm never coming back for it. <laughs> so oh, just, my- I had to finish it. Where in the foot? The top of my feet. I've both the tops of my feet. That done. would hurt. Mm-hmm. I was oh, feeling it in like shit. my brain. It was fucking weird. Oh my God. That was great. Do you get like when I was I, on mushrooms? Though, that might be why. <laughs> that could do it. Yeah. By the way, before you move, I would love to do mushrooms. I'm I've never, board. I've never done them. You've never done mushrooms? No. Before? And it's time. Dog. Yeah. I've re- been talking about this recalibrate for Recalibrate your brain. Yeah. I think I'm at a point where I, it does need to be recalibrated. Yeah. Whenever I'm like real sad, I'll do mushrooms and then. And then you feel evaluate. Does it make you feel like it's okay to be alive? <laughs> no, <laughs> not for me. Uh, but it makes you appreciate the things around you. Right. That's what mm-hmm. I hear. Like I hear it's very much so. Like you kind of feel like, oh my god, this tree is alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and like the things that you've been dwelling. Because like I'm the kind of dude who, as soon as if if I know somebody's upset with me, or if I did something that I think upset somebody, I will hyperfixate on it and just like dwell on that for yes. fucking ever. And then you do mushrooms, and then you just don't think about that stuff anymore. It's it kind of like puts things in put, perspective. Mm, just like kind of pushes them aside. Fuck yeah. I, it's like compartmentalizing your emotions, but with the help of a substance. I love those moments where mm-hmm. you're like, bitch, you're lucky. Like, because the things we complain about mm-hmm. and, and and get like in that negative headspace. I had a, at work, um, I produced another podcast at work mm-hmm. and the guests today were from Ukraine and oh, they cool. had come over to Canada and started a new life and everything. And the things that they were telling, like talking about, I was just like, holy fuck. Fuck, I'm never complaining about like my coffee order again. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like it's it's just it's just like we're lucky to be alive and yeah. here. And and just the idea that like with them, it was like things don't matter. Just the fact that like my family is safe is all that matters. That's Literally, adorable. that is the 
Yeah, they're going through like the most traumatic thing you could ever go through. It's your country being right? war torn and stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's so, we so often for, forget about that. Do we? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> well, I don't. I'm always thinking about large yeah. scale things, but like the human race. Yeah, fair. I a good chunk of the human population is mm -hmm. very like. They don't care because they're materialistic. So yeah, 100%. Shallow and terrible. Mm -hmm. I've been following the Ukraine thing like crazy since the beginning because it makes me super sad. It's insane. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yeah. I don't understand why people want to hurt other people. It's stupid. It's very stupid. Mm -hmm. We're not a fan. Don't do it. Yeah, Russia. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it. What is it? Cut it out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was something right. we used to do as kids. Sick. <laughs> By the way. It must have been nice having friends as a kid. <laughs> that's the only time I've had them. That's sick. I lost them. It's the opposite. If you didn't have friends growing up, you have a lot of friends now. Yeah. I'm the opposite. You had a bunch of friends growing up and yeah. now? Is it uh, not a lot now. Well, I have friends, yeah. you know? I'm but your like, friend. You're my friend. We talk all the time. But like everyone has a different idea of like what they consider a close friend. Really? I think so. What do you consider my, a close friend? My idea of close is very high. Like what? In order for you to be like best friend status or like close friend, mm -hmm. I need like, I need, I need, I don't know, like consistent contact, consistent talking. Why? Just because you're not together doesn't mean you don't care for each other. I know, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's fucked up about it. Yeah. But it is it is this weird thing. I think it's because I'm so open with so many people all the time mm -hmm. that like no one, this sounds weird to say, but like no one cuts through the next layer of Sarah because the first layer is a lot. Why are there multiple layers of Sarah? <sighs> you always do this to me when you come on. You turn the tables. And yeah. I hate it. I like interviewing you. I'm not interesting. You are. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the Intoxicated well, Podcast with Brian Otter. Today, my guest is Sarah McClellan. <laughs> all, all humans have layers, don't they? I don't know. Like According levels, to Shrek, I guess. Levels of closeness with people. Like, you don't, mm -hmm. you don't you don't just meet someone and, like, you're fully connected. Right? I try. Every, I'll, meet, I'll meet a stranger. I'll kiss him on the mouth right away. I'm like, I want you to be my BFF, dude. I have... Like, you're like challenge accepted. Mm -hmm, 100%. Everyone, everyone I meet, I'm going to be like, you're going to be my new best friend. And that's how I treat them from the get go. But what to you is best friend? Uh, somebody that I can like, to me, a best friend is somebody that no matter when I reach out to them, I don't feel like I'm annoying them. That's a good definition. Mm -hmm. See, to me, true closeness and intimacy is consistency. And so like when I had friends that like, they were like, what I call a good morning, good night people. Mm -hmm. Like they bookended my day. Oh, that drives me crazy. I love that now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it. You don't like someone be like, good morning and good night. I have cats. Like, well, not anymore. My cat died. But like <sighs> my roommate has cats. Um, and like, that's why you have pets at home. So you wake up and they're furry and they kiss you on the snoot. And you're like, that's amazing. And then your day starts. And then that's you go true. to bed. And cats are fucking amazing. By the yeah. way, I'm so sorry about science. Oh my yeah, God. I don't want to cry on your podcast. I'm gonna, no, like, we won't talk this, about but it, but yeah, I, I am so sorry. Like, there's not many times that I'm like, I feel the need to physically go to someone whose cat died. But like, I'm just like, uh, yeah, he was, he was a legend. Yeah, he was my my homeboy. It was crazy. He he passed away and 124 people sent me photos of them with signs. So like everybody yeah. was like, so not only did people like him, they liked him enough to take photos of them and then kept those photos on their phone for years and years and years. So like th this cat has met and 
made an impression on more people than most people do. So yes. after he passed away, I was like, well, I'm still devastated. But I was like, for the first couple of days, it was fucked up. Like I was working on set in Vancouver and I was excusing myself because I got a call at like five in the morning uh, from my buddies who were taking care of him because I left That's him with my happened. older roommates. Okay. I was wondering about that. I didn't know if it happened. While I was away. While you were away. Oh three, my Like three, God. four days before I'm I came so home. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. So I got a bunch of phone calls in the morning, um, like five in the morning because it was nine here. And uh, I picked up and it was my buddy and he was like, hey, I'm at the vet. You're cat stopped breathing in the middle <gasps> of the night um so i like freaked out and then i had to go to work at nine o'clock so i was at work and then it was fucked up because like i'm the type of person who if i have a problem i don't want to make it other people's problems so i'll compartmentalize everything and i'll deal with it when i'm by myself so like the entire time i was on set just like what's up everyone you having a good day sick and i excuse myself and go into a back alley and just like slav squat and cry for 15 minutes and i get up and be like we're good and then oh, go back and no. do that for a while it was great loved it oh no it's fine he was he's lived a he lived a great life he was older right he's 13 he's, he's a main coon so he's only supposed to live 12 so he lived a year longer than he should have apparently that's a good fucking life man oh he lived a good life and did you ever hear the theory oh I don't know how much hippie woo woo you want to get into this. Let's go. But I, I follow like pet psychics on TikTok. I changed my mind. I don't want to talk about this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what the fuck is a pet psychic? Uh, like, like, you're like, let's sit back and hear this. Yeah, I'm all ears. Um, like psychics that specifically connect to pets, like who have passed for like their owners and stuff. Okay. And like, there is a theory that some pets will well there's two theories one theory being sometimes when people or pets are about to die like they want you want to have that goodbye with them before they die mm -hmm. sometimes it's they die when you're gone because they know you might not be able to handle finding them yeah i actually think that like i think Do you know I, what I, mean? I think science knew like he was just waiting on being like get the fuck out of he here. didn't because maybe you would not have recovered from no, i would have hung myself in the attic right if i would have found my but guy oh yeah Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, if I would have found my cat dead, I would have followed so, way through. So there could be something to that. That mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, told I don't know, day. guys. Take these things with a grain of salt. A big one. Psychics, you mean? Yeah, take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, a huge grain of salt <laughs> over the shoulder. Um. <laughs> that's hilarious. But like, I mean, there's something to that because I know that's. Did he? Did he die at the vet? Uh, well, technically, like he stopped breathing at my buddy's place, and then they brought him to the vet, and then they got. They incubated him and then he came to for a bit. And then um, my buddy called me and put me on speakerphone. And I said bye. And then they pulled him out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I hate that. Oh, God. That sucks. Yeah, it was brutal. But a couple of days, it, it, like my friends were, I think everybody knows how much science, like he's the only consistency that I've had for the last decade. Right. So like I've been. Well, we've been through this podcast a bunch together. Um, I've expressed what I what I've been through. Um, and he's been with you through it all. Through, yeah, like he's lived with crackheads with me. He's lived in my car with me. He's done literally like everything that I've done. He's been with me and like happily. Mm, and, right. Uh, I've never like I'll never love anything like I loved that cat again. I'll never get another cat because he was perfect, and I'll never have that again. Um, he's he your like, heart cat. That's what they they call it, or like heart soul cat. Like mm -hmm. it's it's like a connection that's like. Like not beatable. Like you can't beat it. Mm -hmm. It's like so strong. Cause I feel that way about Mindy too, even though she's definitely not a cat that like socializes with everybody, but it's like pets don't judge us for our bullshit. 
They're no, just- science judged me. It was <laughs> fucked up. I'd bring questionable ladies home and he'd look at me like, you piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here. Questionable like, ladies. <laughs> science knew what was up. He was like, what but he was fuck? always there for you. Mm. That's true. He was always there for me. After they left, he'd come cuddle me and be like, I know you feel gross. And I'm like, yeah, me too, dude. <laughs> R.I.P. Science, the legend. Rest in peace, buddy. Love you. Oh, my goodness. Pets are the best. Pets are the best. I showed up um, Friday. I was leaving Sunday, and then on Thursday night, I got a phone call uh, or a text from one of my buddies, and he was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow night? Never. And then I received a second text that said, never mind, fuck you. You'll be at my house for eight. And I was like, okay. So I thought he was just wanted like, to hang out and stuff, like one of my best buddies. The this guy was, who was taking care of science. This was in Vancouver? No, no this was in- When I got back to Moncton before coming to Halifax. Gotcha. Um, and he was the guy taking care of science. And I was like, oh, he probably just wants to hang out, whatever. And uh, I showed up and he had like, they'd throw me like a, a second going, they threw me a going away party before I went to Vancouver and then threw me a going away party before I went to Halifax. Uh, like I have the best friends in the entire, like I can't express enough how much I have the best friends in the world. Like all Fuck of my yeah. Moncton friends are incredible and I, I love them. Fuck yeah. Oh. Um, so they organized like a, a second surprise party, like as a goodbye thing. <laughs> and then I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh guys, thank you so much for fucking being here. Like, I appreciate you guys all for taking time to hang out with me and stuff. And then I noticed a wooden box on the table and I thought like it was a weed box. And I was like, fuck, this is a cool box. What is this? And I like pulled it and I opened it up. And my buddy Tony had made like a little wooden box for science's ashes and like printed a bunch of photos of him. Aww. And I just lost it. No. I just started like sobbing like a baby in front of like 15, 20 friends just like snot coming out of my nose just crazy and everybody's just sitting there just like piece of shit and i was like oh my god it was fucked it was fucked but i appreciate them so much it was that's beautiful one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me what an amazing gift i highly recommend people do that when when a pet dies like Mm -hmm. a little tribute shadow box thing like oh my god do you have his ashes yeah, in the box. And the, it's in the box. It's and then the what box. else is in there? And then a bunch of, there's like orange wood shavings, uh, his ashes, Aww. and then like 20 photos of him with like a bunch of my different friends and him and I together and just him throughout his series growing up and stuff. And then one of my ex ex-girlfriends, like the girl that I was dating when I was here in Halifax, painted like an oil painting of science. So now I have like his little box and then I have a, she's an incredible artist. Fucking, she's amazing. Um, So I have like the wooden box and the painting behind it. Mm, that's so nice. That's perfection. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's perfection. So it'll be the only thing that I really carry with me everywhere. Like everything else I'm not attached to, but I'll bring that everywhere. That's what you'll, that's your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long, yeah, exactly. That's like I, I was setting up my apartment the other day and it was like, it felt like yesterday and it felt like I'm in a new place and it wasn't like my home and stuff. And as soon as I put those things there and like displayed it, I was like, oh, this is where I live. Like this is my house. And it felt real. It felt I, cool. I feel like people don't realize how intense pet loss is. Yeah, it sucks. In, in, in terms of like the grief spectrum, I mean, we all like lose people. That's a very common thing, but mm-hmm. not enough people talk about like, like, you know, you should check in on your friends when their dad dies. You should also check in on your friends when their pet dies. You know what I mean? It's the, it, it should be treated the same way, mm-hmm. I think, because it's just as intense. Yeah. I was very fortunate. Everybody came out of the woodworks. People that I hadn't spoken to, like girlfriends that I had when I, like the girlfriend that I had when I got science the first time, I haven't spoken to her in like 10 years. And she reached out to me just to be like, I love that cat. He was amazing. Like you gave him the best life and all this shit. And I'm like, random people were coming out of the woodworks to be like, Hey, he was awesome. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? How nice is that? He left a legacy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. He was a legend. Like there's no, uh, this sounds condescending or this sounds like pretentious to say, but he was the best cat that's ever existed. And there'll never be a cooler cat. Mm-hmm. You know what? Can't argue. Yeah, he was the best dude. He was the best dude. R.I.P. Buddy. Aww, I met him once. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh, okay. Blah. Let's get out of sad town and Perfect. go back into another sad town, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay. First segment. You want to do the first segment? I have segments now. Oh, yeah. I've been watching your podcast and I remember the pe- segments. This is the first time we're doing it, so I'm excited. We're doing segments. This is the assumption segment. Perfect. So, this is where I'm going to tell you just some things that I wrote about you. And like you let me know if you think they're true or not. Mm-hmm. So I wrote you have a healthy relationship with comedy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, true? Not true? Um, <laughs> I think the love said it all. <laughs> well, descri- describe healthy. Well, I don't ever see you being negative about comedy. I know you no, get nervous. Works. I know you get mm-hmm. nervous. Mm-hmm. You and I have that in common. Yeah. I get super anxious every time. Yeah. If it doesn't go good, I go home and hope that I get hit by a car on the way there. Yeah. So that's what I want to get at. Mm-hmm. Do, that does happen with you? you yeah, do. yeah, all the time. So you don't process bombing well? No. No? no not at all. I don't process doing anything poorly well. Right. Kind of stuff. And like, I care, like comedy is like one of my favorite things in the entire world. And then when it doesn't go good, I go, oh, I have no meaning. Right. It feels... Does it feel like you failed? Because I was talking about this with a friend today mm-hmm. about like the idea of like, um, like going for success in, in stand up. Like there's mm-hmm. so many people who just like the process and it brings them joy and yeah. they, it doesn't really matter how they do because they just love telling jokes and the process of writing jokes. Mm-hmm. But like I'm someone who like strives for excellence <laughs> and success and like. I, I don't feel good about it because I feel like the, it could always get louder. The last could get louder. There could be more of them. Yeah. But, and it's like never enough. And I'm constantly chasing this like goal that like is not going to happen probably for a long time. Maybe. No, with that attitude. What you, the fuck? <laughs> Believe in yourself, dog. I know. But You're like, putting, but being, but being like that goal oriented, mm-hmm. chasing goals like that, I feel like is it's just hard on you. Mentally. It is, it's hard on me mentally well, we're anyway. supposed to do things that are hard for us. Versus like people who just genuinely love the creative process of stand up and like doing jokes. And, you know, you'll see them and they might they might not like do too well, but they're fine about it. Like they're like, whatever. I like I like doing it. I just like I envy those people because I'm you like envy those people. That's like of? that's like going to a karaoke night and seeing people sing and just being like, I wish I thought I was a rock star. <laughs> Like, no, if, if you're just doing it because you love the craft and you're not expect you're not trying to get better, stop. Yeah, no, that's true. You should try to get better. For always. sure. For if you're sure. doing something, you but there's no be doubt that better. there's definitely people who process comedy in a more intense way than others, I guess, is what I'm sort of getting at. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some people who take it so deeply personal. I think as if you care about it, anything you care about, you'll take it personal. Right. If you're doing something that you love and it doesn't go the way that you want it to, you'll feel shitty about it. Mm, regardless of what it is feel shitty Mm -hmm. but you're supposed to feel shitty because when you feel shitty you go i don't want this to happen again and then you try harder next time every time that happens Mm -hmm. i just go why didn't i find a hobby that does not require others (laughs) like why why didn't i take up knitting i I mean i don't want to be the bearer of bad news there but you can have multiple hobbies You can do multiple things. You don't have to just do one. Don't tell me I can do more, Brian. I'm do already doing a lot. I know you're doing so much, but like do something that makes you happy too. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. That's I, that is what my life is. I am missing something that is purely for me and no one else and doesn't require like 
laughs or claps or validation downloads. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I, I get that. There's nothing I do that doesn't require valid. Like literally everything that I love is show it to people. And if they don't like it, I'll hate myself. Even but, photography mm-hmm. to some extent. Right. Yeah, Exactly. I'm going out and take photos of people. And if they don't hate like the photos, I'm mad at myself, but <sighs> it is what it is. Like if I don't know, like personally, I think I'm a like, I'm obsessed with storytelling. That's like my favorite thing. That's why I love comedy. That's why I love photography. That's why I, I like movies. Like if you're telling mm. stories, like that's, I've always been the dude who just tells stories. My life is stupid. So I just share stories about my life. And that's why I like it, I think, is because I just like the act of story. If I would have been around in like the 1500s, I would have been a bard. Like I was just walking around telling people stories to everyone. That's mm. like my a dream life. And I would read your book. I don't read books, but if mm-hmm. you wrote a book about your life, I would fucking read it. Because anytime Brian starts a sentence with this one time <laughs> you know you're about to hear either like a really funny story or an intense story or like a, like it's just you're in for a ride it's gonna be sad but you're gonna laugh <laughs> like 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 it's just insane the stories you have and the experiences you've had yeah would you say you're a collector of experiences uh, unfortunately yeah yeah <laughs> accidentally you like you like collect like you're just you say yes to things to everything yeah yeah because yeah. if not you don't know what's gonna happen Good things can't happen if you say no, but bad things can happen if you say yes. yes. Ooh, put that on a fucking landscape photo. That's a good quote. Mm-hmm. Is that your original quote? I don't know. I just said it. I'm high. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm stoned. It could be. I could have read it somewhere. I'm not sure. No, that's that's a good way to live. Yeah, I say yes to literally everything because if not, later on, I'm going to be like, fuck, I wonder what would happen. But it puts me in stupid situations. Like I met the devil. Like it was weird. <laughs> like. Wait, what? Uh, I, mean, I was at the grocery store and a guy was like, do you want to learn how to uh, steal credit cards so you can buy lottery tickets? And I was like, sure. What? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking. And then he called me from prison the next morning. I don't know why I gave him my number. It was weird. <laughs> I didn't actually want to do it. I just wanted to know how. Yeah. Don't trust strangers in Ultramars. That's what I'm saying. Are you too trusting? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll give everybody my everything. I'll, I'll be like, oh, you have my best interest in heart. And Which can work out in your favor. Hardly. But, but most <laughs> times not, right? Yeah, not really. Do people let you down a lot? Uh, am I allowed to not answer the question? <laughs> yes, no. I got him. No, I just mean like I, so like lately I've been like embracing the fact that I'm a bit more pessimistic than the average person. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that I'm okay with it because I'm right a lot of the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because I am like, like, I'll just say, like, you know, someone will get excited about something and I'll just say, just to raise a red flag, this might happen. Nah. And when it happens, I go, I'm right. I know you're you're supposed to be positive, but every time I'm a pragmatic idealist. Okay. My boss described me as that. And I was like, I, that's a good way to describe it. I had a realization the other day that all flags are gray when you're colorblind. Flags are gray. Yeah. So at this point, yep, I don't, yep, I don't yep, know yep, what yep. a red flag or green flag is. I just go towards them. <laughs> don't give a shit. <laughs> Figure it out together. Find out when we get there. Mm-hmm. To clarify earlier, not a lot of people, like I have a bunch of people in my life that I know will never let me down, but I'm let down by a lot of things. By a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's our own minds that do that to us. Yeah, not, it's not, it's not really the other person. It's never the other person. It's always me. It's I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm fully aware of who I am. <laughs> Do you know the Taylor Swift trend going on right now? What you just said? No. So she has a song out called Antihero. Okay. And the chorus starts with, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I'm like, <laughs> that's like a trend going around TikTok where people Sick. say, I'm the problem. I am Taylor Swift. <laughs> 
I'm, I, just I got very excited <laughs> thinking you put that in there like intentionally. But. I wish I did. I'm sorry. I've never, I don't think I've listened to a full Taylor Swift song in my entire life. Okay. This ties into my next assumption. Okay. I, I didn't assume that you were a Swiftie, but I did write that. I feel like you don't judge other people's taste in music. No, absolutely. I have the weirdest taste in music. So where you can listen to whatever you want. I won't say anything about it. Yeah. Like things might not be for you, but you're not going to judge someone for liking something that you don't like. No. Right? Yeah, we're allowed to like our own things. Like you like. It doesn't apply just to music. It's to anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's who you are. Like you let people be who who they are and you love people for that. Yeah. Which is like so nice (laughs) to have in a human. It is like you should be very happy with that quality because it's it's a good one to have because it sucks when you like when you're yourself and you just feel like you're annoying people. Yeah. I get that. Well, that's, that's that's the reason why I let people like what they like, because if you like things that I don't like, I don't particularly like myself. So I'm like, it's different. Therefore, it must be good. Why don't you like yourself? What do you mean, dude? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, this is what Antihero is all about. It's like about like it's like literally a Taylor Swift song. That's not about boys or breakups or anything. It's literally about it's a self-loathing song. I have a lot of those on my playlists already. It's like it's it's fucking i'll do you uh, i'll listen to that on the drive home later listen to and i hear it's a fun one sure it's track two i won't listen to the whole album i'll specifically search (laughs) anti-hero the whole album's fucking phenomenal though i know you said that about all of her albums no but this one is she took up the top 10 billboard charts with all of her songs she's the first artist in history to do that imagine dragons did that too i don't listen to them they didn't take up the top 10 on all of them they did great <laughs> See what happens when you're confident, everybody. Um, okay, next assumption is that I'm just going to assume that you've had many like 3 a.m. heart to hearts with people, either mm-hmm. on the phone or in person. Mm-hmm. Like late That's my night. Favorite thing to do. I'm a night owl. So if you call me in the middle of the night, I'll be there. I love that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's really good to know. Yeah, 100%. Anytime. So you're, do you like talking on the phone? Uh, I like talking to people, whatever avenue that is, I'll do that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Do like people, that. People bug you for advice? Advice? No, because everything I do is poor. Um, but people call me just to talk. And sometimes it's good to just say things out loud. And if you're saying it to yourself, you'll spiral. Versus if you're saying it to someone and they're there to listen, you won't spiral because you're like, I don't want them to think something. So you kind of force yourself into boundaries and you talk your way out of it. Uh, so if I can just be there to have people talk at me until they feel better, I'm cool with that. That's a great way to like look at it. That mm-hmm. it's like forcing someone to think more yeah. and react a bit less. Exactly. Because when you are alone, it, it it's not logical. Oh, no. It's pure emotion. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. So if anybody like if you hit me up and you're like, yo, I need to talk. Like I have zero, like my friends, I have two friends that yell at me because I should block someone. Um, but I don't block anyone. I refuse. I have zero people blocked on anything. Even access. Even, yeah. Nothing. That's what they want. But me to you want to know what? I don't mind that. But cause I don't really go heavy on blocking either, unless it's getting into harassment territory, in which case I will. Nope. But <laughs> no, <laughs> you're but. like a follower is a follower. <laughs> Dog, I've had people find my address and show up and I was like, what, what? the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's a long story. Okay. Essentially. Uh, fuck. <laughs> well, um, essentially. Okay. So essentially one night I came to help. This was like before. I Wait, even start it the here. way you should. 
So this one time there we go. I came to, to Halifax, it was before I lived here and my buddies were playing um, a show and I showed up and didn't have a place to stay. I just was like, I'll figure this out. It doesn't really matter. And then um, a random girl messaged me um, on Instagram. It was like, hey, you're in Halifax. What are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm at the marquee. We're at a show, Rocking for Dollars. The band Nicotine Heartthrob is playing. If you haven't listened to Nicotine Heartthrob, listen to them. They're incredible. It's a great band. Sam, yeah, they're amazing. It's a three-part like <laughs> grunge metal band. It's spooky. It's fucking beautiful. They're incredible. All three of them are insanely talented and the nicest human beings of all time. Anyway, oh, fuck yeah. so I was at one of their shows and then this girl was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just hanging out at Rocking for Dollars. You should come. So then she showed up and... Uh, fuck so she showed up and then we had a great time we were listening to the show and all this stuff and then after it was done we were all hanging out outside and then the band was like oh we're going to the airbnb like we're gonna go crash are you gonna be okay and i was like yeah i'll be fine and then the girl was like well where are you going and i was like i don't know she's like where are you sleeping i was like probably on the hammocks next to the waterfront and then she was like what i was like yeah, i'm gonna sleep on the hammocks next to the waterfront you want to come and she was like this was okay. recent then was it? this was summer 2017 i think oh, okay yeah this was like a while ago and uh, I was like, you want to come? She's like, Haha, okay. And I was like, I'm serious. You want to come? And she was like, sure. So then we went down for a walk and we were walking down on the waterfront and there was a party boat parked there just like chilling by itself. And I was like, you ever been on a party boat? And uh, she's like, no. I was like, you want to go in? And she like called my bluff and immediately just like ran and hopped the fence and jumped on. I was like, well, fuck, if she's going, I have to go. So we hopped onto the party bus. What? On the party boat. Yeah. Without pain? It was closed. It was just oh, like, it was, oh, parked, it was oh. parked there for the night and was no one was around. There and no one was on it. No oh, on I it. like where no this is going. Keep, okay. So we showed up and we hopped onto this party boat and, oh my God. and we're just like behind the bar. I'm serving. This was before I was sober. So I was like behind the bar, just like mixing us drinks and having beers and all this stuff. The and we're just like, they just, just left they, it open. Did it was they weird. not have like an alarm system or anything? Not yet. Not, not on the main deck. So essentially we're oh just like, God. we're just like mixing drinks and having beers and stuff like that and having a blast. And then, uh, I was like, you want to go hang out on the roof of this thing? She was like, sure. So then we hopped onto the roof of the boat and we were just like looking at Dartmouth and having drinks and having a great oh, time and having fuck. a conversation. And then, um, things happened. And then, <laughs> I looked. and then, uh, afterwards we were like coming down and she's like, Oh, I want to go. Like, I want to take a photo, like where the, the wheel is like in the cockpit and stuff. And I was like, all right. And then she opened the door and alarm started and I was like, fuck. So we like That's ran where off. They were. Yeah. So then we like ran off the boat and then we like started running towards the hammocks and stuff. And I was like, just lay on a hammock. So we like snuggled onto a hammock and just like pretended we were sleeping. And it took like 20 minutes for the cops to show up. And then they like ran past the hammocks and like went to the boat and stuff and like looked around and stuff. And we just pretended it's that we were like, asleep. That's genius because mm -hmm. if you were like briskly walking away, it would look obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just like chilling on the hammocks and we both fell asleep. And then. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then we just I'll sleep after all of that. Yeah, just like, That's so much adrenaline. I'm so comfy. Like you snuggle me, you're gonna fall asleep. It's weird. I'm a space heater. I'm like a tempurpedic mattress oh, of a man. Oh, I do feel like you'd be a good you know, cuddler. That's what it is. Good cuddler. And uh, so we fell asleep on the on the hammock, and then at like six in the morning, she woke me up. She's like, "Hey, it's cold. I'm leaving." And I was like, okay, cool. Jesus it was like, it was, I had a blast. Thank Christ. you for coming out. And she was like, if we're both sleeping on a hammock, it's adorable. If you're sleeping here alone, it's creepy. Come with me. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, just come back to my Airbnb. I was like, she's okay. not wrong. She wasn't. I appreciate her. So <laughs> we went back to her Airbnb and we fell asleep and just like went back to bed. And then she woke up in the morning. She's like, oh, I have a meeting. She was working remotely. She was like, oh, I have a meeting. And uh, I was like, all right, no big deal. And then she did her business meeting and then I was under the desk eating her up. And <laughs> And then she fell in love with me. And then um, she was super Christian. And uh, she wanted me to find God <laughs> for some reason. And but, then I but, was like, I'm not going to do that. But did sex happen? 
Did she allow sex? Yeah. She, okay, so I didn't only, think she was a good Christian. Okay, so not not yeah. full blown. Yeah, like so, can't no like, sex before marriage. Like within the like within the first week was like if we want to be together, you have to accept God. And I was like, I just I'm hanging out. I was just like, I was just trying to You're have like, a good. Like, I'm just happy to be here. I was just, under the table. I was just confused. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, I, all of this is like, I'm a very impulsive man. If you go, we're doing this. I'll say yes. I go with literally everything. Oh and um, oh my goodness. So I was like, I don't think I can accept God into my heart. I'm so sorry. And uh, she was like, well, then I can't be with you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then for the next like three weeks she just kept sending me messages like you need to do this for me he needed to do this for me i was like i'm not doing this and then she just showed up to my house in moncton never told her where i lived she just found my house in moncton and she like showed up and then i was like See? hi dude what's up oh and uh so we had a conversation everything was gravy everything was fine and then uh i told her i wasn't gonna accept jesus and then she was like okay fine and then she left and then uh, a month later, I received a letter in the mail that said that she was a waterfall of emotion and that I was a cactus unable to accept her warmth or some shit. I was like, oh, this is wild. So the moral of this story is you're really good at oral. <laughs> I guess I'm a former fat guy. Because no bitch acts that crazy. I didn't say she was crazy. For nothing. I never said that. Well, I said she <laughs> intense. You just said, what if people do stalkerish things? This girl showed up to my house and that's, I still don't have her blocked. That's very stalkerish. Yeah, sure. She just felt a lot. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. where you lived. I don't know. I have no idea. Women are. Detectives. Insane with stuff like this. We are really it's impressive. good. It's impressive. I, there's a, a TikToker who her whole TikTok is mm -hmm. you, you go on and you just tell her your full name. Mm -hmm. Um, and she will find your address on Google Maps. And each TikTok is her. The CRA can't find me. How is she going to do it? I don't know, man. You should try. Like, it's she's that's her whole TikTok. She has TikToks of like, so um, I went into your husband's Facebook and I saw it in this photo. This is where you were. And then I figured out from this, like she links things together on social media and somehow figures out the address. That's impressive. Also terrifying, but very impressive. Like she should work for, like she should be a detective. Yeah, private. At detective. this point, holy. There's fuck, a lot of man. there's a lot of money to be made watching people cheat. I would like fucking do that like, job. Like people hire people to go watch their significant others to make sure they're not cheating, and it's like a lot of money. Is what do you have to do for that? Like, do you need formal education? Usually, it's like cops that like get fired for doing crazy shit that become private investigators and stuff, or like ex-military. But you don't really need anything interesting like if you just feel confident in your abilities and putting yourself in danger just fucking do it hmm. put an ad on kijiji i mean there's ways you could be safe about it i assume like, like following <laughs> random people while they're cheating there's safe ways of doing that sure sarah i guess if you keep it to like public places and stuff well that's not in the top description you gotta follow them where they go mm. if you're hired to follow someone to make sure they're not cheating you gotta follow them where they're going Mm. Yeah, okay. You can't just be like, I'm only going to be in the mall food court. And if they leave there, I'm out of it. That's risky. we're not going to get hired. That's risky. Mm -hmm. oh, I love the tea, though. I would love to like catch some motherfuckers. That would be so satisfying. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I couldn't be, I wouldn't do that job because I wouldn't be able to give the bad news to somebody else. But you got to, you got to think of it this way. Mm -hmm. If they've already hired someone, if mm -hmm. they are already have these insane trust issues, the relationship is done. 
Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, so you should just not follow them and then tell them it they're is, cheating. It's actually doing them a service because mm-hmm. it's giving them closure. I think closure, closure and a re like finally a reason. And this is dumb. If you're not happy, you should just break up. Yeah. But I think some people need a reason to leave. Like they need that final like verification yeah, you're that right. I need to leave this person. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you, if you're thinking he's cheating and then you get that confirmation, it's going to suck. But at least, you know, like my ex, I still don't know if he cheated on me fully. What do you mean? Like, like, I know that he fell in love with someone else and I know mm-hmm. that they made out, but I'm still convinced that like sex happened and I still don't know for sure. And I'll never know. Do you want to know? I don't really care now at this point. It's been 10 years. Oh, perfect. perfect. <laughs> then you're set. Fuck that guy. I'm going to be friends with them. Is he friends. still with the girl that he fell in love They're with married. afterwards? That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You're good luck, Chuck. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm just dying because I've had so much trouble for so long. And you guys, that's adorable. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. That's the loudest laugh I've ever done on this podcast. Nailed it. My neighbors probably heard that. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, okay. I have more assumptions, though. Okay. Cool. So I have, you're not afraid to tell your friends that you love them. Literally all the time. I tell oh my, I'll my text friends. I tell friends that I'll text them out of the blue. Just tell them I love them. Did it's you important. see, did you see the Brian Otter or the, um, Brian Otter, you're Brian, it's me. <laughs> did you see Brandon Michael's podcast where we called Chris? Yeah. And he just told him that he loved them. We should do that with someone. Sure. Who do you want me to call? Who do you want to call? Who would you call that? It wouldn't be weird that you're calling anyone. That's the thing. Cause I think what it is, is like, who do you talk to regularly on the phone? Have you ever Whoever ta- calls me. I never call people. They call me. Okay. Yeah, I won't call. Interesting. I'll t- I don't want to bother people. I, I do have a theory that like if, if if a friend calls you, like if a friend calls me, I assume someone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> if a friend calls me, I assume something's bad's happening. That's why I always answer. Well, I will always send the text like, like, da, 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 da. This is the mental state I'm in. Can you chat? Like, I, I, I'm never going to do the, can I call you? That is so vague and fucking... Rude, I think. Rude. <laughs> That's fair. If I need, like, if I need to call somebody, I'll be like, "Yo, uh, if you're not busy, give me a call." Yeah. If you're the- not busy, means nothing's important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, who should we call? Who should want. we? Baker. Yeah, I'll call Baker. Oh my fucking god! You got to put it on speaker and up to the mic. It's five what? fourteen. There. Do you think he's on? He wouldn't be on a show or anything, probably. It's 515. He's for sure not on a show. Well, you never know. I don't know how BC does things, okay? Late. They, they might have 5 p.m. comedy no, shows. During the day, they're out looking at mountains, and then they come home afterwards. And have you two talked shows. on the phone before? Ever? No, I don't think so. This might be suspicious then. But so what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to just tell them, like, I love you, man. Just want to let you know that I love you. Okay. Um, but don't say that he's on the podcast, obviously. I just want to see where the conversation goes from there. This is like a prank oh, call. Wait. Do I FaceTime him or just call call him? I think just audio call. Because I don't. How do I turn my camera off on a FaceTime? Ooh. Oh, there we go. Okay. <clears throat> Speaker. Oh, my God. I love this so much. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. Damn it. What about Dan Hendrickon? He helped you move. He did help me move. Man, that guy's a gem. 
I love oh, him. Yeah. Like he just helped me. I, I messaged him and I was like, dog, if you're available, um, come help me move. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And then he showed up at the exact Aww. time as I asked him to. And then he spent the entire time entertaining my dad. And my dad is a questionable character. So <laughs> having dad just talk to my dad the entire time, I was like, this is rad. It's nine o'clock. He's for sure at a show. What day is that? Tuesday? Tuesday? Was he on Oasis? Is Oasis the only thing on Tuesdays now? Oasis is the only thing on Tuesdays. Unless he has some sort of like private gig. Probably. He's he's so talented. Yeah, not busy. on Tuesday. I actually don't even have his number. I only have him on Facebook Messenger. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck. Who else? Who else would be good? Actually, funny enough. Dan is on Oasis tonight. <laughs> That's funny. Called it. You're not that talented and then not on shows all the time. There's Chris. There is. It would be funny if you called Brandon, but he would know right away that it, that it's a bit for the podcast. In fact, I think. Someone. Brandon I, Michaels is probably the person I talk to on the phone the most. We'll call each other just to like run bits and stuff. <laughs> I feel like he's been pranked before on this podcast. Mm, fair. Who called him on the show that time? Who called him? I'm he just, called someone. I'm, he called Chris, but mm -hmm. I think before that, someone else had called him. Anyways, I'm not sure who else we could call. Sorry. Baker honey. was the one that I really wanted. Yeah. I Maybe he'll call you back. I, I hope he will. So let's let's wait. Yeah. And this is like, we'll end on a cliffhanger. I'm assuming if he sees a missed call from Brian Otter, he he'll will call back. probably call you back, in which case we go right back into speakerphone and i love you man i'll put it right here in case um okay the more assumptions uh i just have two more <laughs> you're into spooky betches it's my favorite <laughs> it's my favorite shit mm -hmm. i want a girl that can talk to me once i've killed myself <laughs> keep communication going from beyond the grave <laughs> please do a joke on that do you not have a joke on that no, here, I'll write it down. No, that's fucking <laughs> phenomenal. By the way, my podcast has brought up a bunch of premises for comics, so God bless and talk From my experiences, talking about wanting to kill myself on stage is never a great thing. Oh, it's a tricky one, eh? Because mm -hmm. yeah. people are like, oh, you don't look sad. And I was like, I do that I, for you. <laughs> I know. It's almost like, but then sometimes I feel like, yeah. How do you get them on your side to the point where they know you're okay and they know it's okay to laugh? Both, but that's really funny. But you could make that, you could change that to, I want someone who can talk to me after I've died. Mm -hmm. That's you, true. That doesn't have to be suicide. And then that might be a little more digestible for the normal true. people. Who, I don't understand people who want to be alive. It's weird. <laughs> the older I get, the more mm -hmm. depressed I get, I go, might not be so bad. <laughs> You're awesome. I want you to be alive. <laughs> Vaughn is there, though. Like, I have someone in the green room waiting for me. Do you believe in that stuff? I do kind of think of it like a comedy green room. Like, mm -hmm. I, I do feel like I want to believe in it. That's fair. That's I do. Cool. What about you? It's beautiful. No. <laughs> no, not at all, dog. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think that you can, I guess you can't really believe in an afterlife and not believe in God. That's, can't really do that, right? No. Because, like, to believe in an afterlife, you would have to believe in some sort of thing. Yeah. No, I believe that once I die, nothing is going to happen anymore. My brain uh, just stops existing and it'll be dark and silent forever and it'll be amazing. But that, do you, that, that's stressful. Why? <laughs> How is that more stressful than right now that's being like my so, rent's going up? So weird to think about that. Don't have to pay rent but, when you're in the ground. But it is. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like we, we truly are a speck 
mm-hmm. a little tiny speck in the universe mm-hmm. that is so vastly big. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to think about sometimes. It's trusting me. <laughs> Why does it stress you out? Because it's scary. Why? I don't know. It's so big and scary. <laughs> That's fair. I feel that way about the ocean. The ocean freaks me right that's, out. That's why I don't get when people, like I, I did say to you earlier, the universe gave you those things, but like I don't get why people like trust the universe. I'm like, do you think the universe cares about us? Not I at don't. All. I don't think it does. No, that's why we have to care about each other, and people don't do that, and that's upsetting. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, care Ow. for each other because the universe doesn't give a fuck. Oh. Be there for your friends. Hug your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the universe will throw anything your way. That's something. I mean, that whole area of thinking is an interesting one. When like bad things happen, like something I hear a lot from people, like when like a bad thing will happen and then another bad thing will happen and another bad thing will happen is why can't I just catch a break? And it's like, you have to look at it as like, this sucks to hear, but like, you're not special. Mm -hmm. Literally. You don't deserve a break. Everything is random. Mm -hmm. And do things differently. And literally, yeah. And what you're going through sucks, Mm -hmm. but probably someone's had worse Mm -hmm. or the same. Mm -hmm. Our our experiences are all different, obviously. Yeah. But like in terms of things happening to you, your struggle is unique, but it doesn't make you special. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to say it. Mm -hmm. It's unique, but it doesn't make you special. Yeah. Mm. We all go through shit. We all go. We should be there for each other for that shit. Yes. But it is what it is. I really do believe in the randomness of the universe. Mm -hmm. But I also sometimes like the idea of that. There's no free will, which is kind of a mind bender. Just the idea that like, whatever happens is meant to happen. Yeah. If I lost a hundred dollars on the street, wasn't meant to be mine for whatever reason. Say that after you worked an eight hour shift. Right. I know. So this is, do you know Sam Harris? This is what he preaches. Yeah. There's yeah. Isn't Sam Harris like, He's Sam Harris with um, what's what's the app that he has? He's, he's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse or whatever. What? He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like him, Christopher Hitchens, uh, Richard Dawkins, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. They're like okay. Yeah, it's four scientists. He's an American philosopher. Yeah, he's kind of alt righty. Is it Sam Harris? Can I see? Yeah, neuroscientist, philosopher, New York Times bestseller. Yeah, he's kind of alt righty. What? Yes, yeah, I didn't think so. He's cool. Like he he says some cool shit and he says some not cool shit. His app is of the, fo- of the four of them. He's my least favorite. He's the waking up. He has the waking up app, which is like a meditation yes. app. So he has this app that like teaches you about mindfulness and shit. And one of the things is like just the idea of um, just being like, I can't control things. So literally there's no point in being stressed out. I can't control anything. Sure. Which is. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. There, you can't control anything. So there's no point of being stressed out. I mean, you can't control what you're stressed out about. Sometimes you just get stressed out about things. Exactly. There's no free will. You did not choose that. What do you mean? You did not choose to get stressed out. It just happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it just happened. It's like, do you ever see that uh, Empire? Yeah, 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 do, you ever yeah, see yeah, em- yeah. do you ever see Empire Records? The 90s no. movie? Is he it's different. It's not Matt Baker. Who is it? It's Carson. It's uh, my buddy. He's like, the love of my life. Ah. Uh, He's the guy who got me the job. He's the guy who wrote the TV show. That you can I went tell to him photograph. that you love him. I tell he's him, okay I, with being on a podcast. I tell him every day that I love him. I call uh, him every day to so tell him So it wouldn't be a weird him. thing. It wouldn't be weird at all. That's so sweet. And he's probably going to say things that we're not allowed to put on the internet yet. That's so sweet. <laughs> but Empire Records, there's a scene in it where someone's like, why do you think that? And the character goes, 
Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> and it's just the idea of like, yeah, you didn't choose those thoughts. They just happened. So that makes you believe that there's no free will because thoughts just organically happen in your brain? Kind of. I'm kind of warming up to that idea okay. a little bit. What I'm, not gonna call, I'm not going to call you out on it. Look really. into it. Look into it. I have. Oh, you have? Oh, dog. I'm from a super religious family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like my parents were yes, like yes, yes. super Catholic and then I got exiled from a church and then and <laughs> was kicked out and then he was like, he was like super like my dad was super fucking mad at me and then i had to read the bible a couple times and i like got super into like not sam harris but got into like richard dawkins a whole bunch and sam harris or uh, christopher hitchens which are two dudes that are like super anti-religion and stuff which was like a really toxic time in my life and so like i started like looking into a bunch of that and then i was like ah, this isn't for me and then like being like an ex outward atheist is gross is as gross as being like a preachy christian or whatever right and so like it isn't for me so i just let people believe whatever the fuck they want to believe and i don't give a shit i think it's interesting to look into like the different ways we look at life Mm -hmm. and i don't really know where i land but i the idea of like no free will is kind of interesting to me because you don't have to be accountable for your mistakes well i wouldn't even i wouldn't say that It's a good point, right? <laughs> no accountability if somebody's making me do it. I didn't choose to cheat on this bench. I just did. <laughs> um, I've never done this. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I think it is more more of getting out of the victim mentality of that, like, like, like we said, my mm-hmm. my struggle is special. Mm-hmm. Why me? What was me? So you need it to not be. So you need it to be somebody else deciding that it's happening, so that you don't feel like a victim. Well, somebody, and I don't know who the somebody else is, is the thing. Whatever omnipotent being. Whatever this like predestined Mm -hmm. thing. Maybe. Maybe we live in a simulation. Maybe that's what's going on. I mean, I love that theory too. Yeah, me too. It's my, it's my favorite one, but I still, I'm just like, no. Do you ever, um, look into like people who like say they've found like glitches and shit? Oh, it's dumb people who don't understand signs. I find it just hard to believe that nothing happens after we die. That's what I have trouble with. I like to believe that there's something. And I like to sure. believe the rainbow bridge with mm-hmm. pets. That's adorable. Right? I wish it was true. Yeah, I've seen all dogs go to heaven. I get it. <laughs> I wish it was true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. Okay, next assumption. Last assumption. Dog, you have so many assumptions. I this, love it. This is the last one. I love this. You've gotten yourself into tricky sexual situations. <laughs> we heard one of them yeah the thing is is i don't say no because i don't want people to be sad so i'll do whatever they want i literally wrote it in brackets people pleaser yeah i'll do do literally whatever anybody wants at any time say yes to everything yeah try try everything twice try everything twice that's my go-to because the first time is right off Mm -hmm. and then the second time is you you know giving it one more shot and then after that if you don't like it maybe don't do it yeah, the, like the last time I moved to Halifax, 2017 or whatever it was, um, second night here, I blacked out and I woke up woke up in a house that was all of the walls were covered in tinfoil and people were fucking everywhere. And I was like, this is weird. Christ. That's what I came That's what I came to in. Tinfoil walls? There were, yeah, because there were strobe lights. So they wanted to reflect, I guess. Oh, I that's really pretty know. cool shit. It was pretty sick. What's with fucking sexual orgy people wanting mirrors everywhere and like reflective things? So you don't feel self-conscious. If you're fucking and you don't know what you look like, you're going to focus on what you look like. Like, oh, I hope they don't. I hope they like what they're so seeing. So seeing it is. Comforting. Interesting. Is it though? <laughs> if you, yeah. 
not for somebody with like body I, dysmorphia. Because like, I've been there and I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that again. Yeah. I see myself fucking and I feel bad for the other person. I'm like, oh, this poor person could be doing so much better. But if the lighting is right. You don't want there's like, no good lighting for but, this body. But you don't want like you don't want like studio lighting. You want like dim atmospheric lighting. I think that could work well. No, fucking in the woods under starlight is like when I <laughs> you don't look at you don't see me. But there's some stars are bright when you're in the woods. Like moonlight is nice. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that should be good light. That would be my good lighting, I guess. Mm. Mhm. Mm Okay, those were the assumptions. I have an assumption for you. Oh, fuck yeah, hit me. Sure. Um, I assume that your ideal friend group would be a group of girls that all fit into the same magical pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, my ideal. No, I've kind of let go of that because all my friends are kind of like different sized women. Oh, yeah, I was more so like a sister to the traveling pants. Situation. No, I get it. Yeah. That I, I, I have watched those movies. And, uh, it's pretty magical friendship. Pretty magical friendship. <laughs> But oof, lots of sizes. <gasps> oh shit! Fuck yeah! Here we go. Matt Baker. Hey, buddy, what's up? Oh, I've seen that your video call. I was just returning your call. Oh, that's awesome. I was just calling to tell you that I love you, dog. Oh, I love you, buddy. How are you? That's How's it. that new spot? I'm loving it. Back in Halifax, it feels great. It, it's gonna be. It's gonna be better when you're here. Oh, I'm gonna be there soon. Fucking right. Hopefully. What do you mean? Hopefully. Well, You're here in three weeks. Yeah, that's, that's as long as my passport goes to <laughs> You're not crossing borders, baby. Get your get your ass over to me. Punchlines will be a good time. We'll have good time no matter what. Do you know who else is opening or who's hosting? No, I have no fucking idea. Oh, I'm dude. fucking hosting. What You're time? hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the deal is. I just said, yeah, they said that you were there and they were like, are you going to drive Matt Baker? And I was like, I don't even care who else is on. I'm on. I'm down. Yeah, oh, I got checking with Julie, but yeah, we get the hotel, so that'll be sick. Because last time I was there, they didn't give me a fucking hotel. That's wild. Are we gonna snuggle? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what kind of hotels. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I love you. I'll talk to you in a bit. Oh wait, wait. Uh, I I uh, I I was asked to ask you who are you most like or most excited to see when you get to. Who am I most excited to see? Yeah, when you get to the East Coast. Oh, there's not a single person. There's so many. There's like thousands of people. Good, good answer. Just, good, that's safe. Every, every goddamn comic. I love that. Ideally, anywhere except Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. That's hilarious. You told me he's on a podcast. Now. Yeah. Matt, you're unintoxicated. <laughs> we pranked you. Sarah, but it wasn't Sa a prank. Sa Sarah was like, can you call somebody and just tell them that you love them? And like, Matt Baker. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh that makes me happy. <laughs> That's wild. Brian's not just hanging out with some fucking neo-Nazi <laughs> Not on a Tuesday. Are you kidding me? That's hilarious. Awesome. I love you. Get out of the fucking stairwell, you weirdo. Brian's a big fan of Kanye, but he doesn't go that far. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why are you just know a fucking... Right, you guys have fun. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Love you both. Love you. Have fun. Don't suck. I love that. I love that Baker got your catchphrase on his body. I almost cried. That's wild. We showed up to get tattooed. I chose to get uh, a 
panda holding a broken bottle. He was going to get a chicken holding dynamite. And then he went into the room and he came out with a quote that I say on his arm. And I was just like, dog, what the fuck? If I would have known that, I would have gotten his name on me. I was like, I was blown away. I was blown away. What did the panda holding a broken bottle mean? Anything, any significance? No, he's just adorable. He's really cute. Yeah. It's my give me your trash panda. It's reminiscent of Moncton because Moncton is just like a dirtbag place. So it's, it reminds me of that. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. Okay. That was a sweet moment. I like, I love when male friendships are just like, nah, I love you too. I, that warms my heart. I tell all of my friends that I love them literally all the time. Yeah. I hug everyone when I see them and when I'm about to leave. You need to do those things because mm-hmm. you never fucking know what's going to happen. The universe is going to throw a rock into us. Yeah. Imagine you see somebody and you don't hug them and then you never get to see them again. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I saw like a Reddit thing that made me spiral. That was like, at some point, it's going to be your last time, like seeing someone. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I don't like thinking about that. Yeah. Pretty sad. All right. Well, those are the assumptions. Um, let's get to fucking segment two. That's segment two. Fucking hour and 18 minutes in. Already? What the I fuck? would love to hear. Okay. Well, actually... We'll see where this goes. Brian, do you have a rant? (laughs) Oh, you fucking asked me to get this organized. (laughs) You sent me a message and you were like, hey, segment two is a rant. So whatever's upsetting you. (laughs) And literally the only thing that upset me is trying to figure this out. Like I've I've spent fucking the last 24 hours trying to be like, what's upsetting me? And like, other than myself, nothing. I'm just content. That could be. Well, I find that to be interesting because you are so positive right now. I'm very happy right now, but you're still very showbiz baby (laughs) self-loathing. Yeah. It's who I am as a person. Do you think, do you think that could ever change? What do you mean? The self-loathing, like the, the talking down to yourself, the body just more like those types of things. The the self. I fucking hope. Do, do you think? Maybe. Because I, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I go. Sometimes I just go. Maybe this is just who I. Am. Yeah, I've been going to therapy for a long time now, and uh, it's helping with a lot of things. But I still hate myself. <laughs> really? Yeah. She just tells me why I hate myself, which is nice. That has, but does she give you like any like coping or like um tools? That's what the cool kids say, the tools mm-hmm. to like fix that at all or or make it better. She tries. She gives me exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she tries. She's the best. She's awesome. She, she tries. Yeah, she's great. I love her to death. Um, she knows what I need. So like she'll swear at me. She'll be like, yo, you're being a fucking dumbass. And I'm like, thank you. And she talks to me like that because she knows that's the only way that I. Calls you out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly it. What she needs um, sometimes from a third party that you're not necessarily like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's the best. But uh, she gives me a bunch of tools. So, like when I'm spiraling and stuff like that, I'll do things like right now, like whenever I'm like having a real bad time and I'm like having. So what I do a lot is if I have a conversation with someone and that conversation doesn't go in the way that I want it to go, I'll spend the next three days having all of the variations of that conversation in my head and just spiraling over and over and over again. Yes. Um, so whenever that happens, she just goes right down to the conversation that you fucking wanted to have. Just one. And then you're done. Mm. And you never, you never reach back out to that person. You just write down for yourself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Get it out. Do you journal? Um, I used to a lot. And then I realized that if somebody read my journal, it would be <laughs> red flag. So I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so I found my old live journal recently. Oh, how was that? And I, I read the entries out loud at a show in front of a crowd. And one of the entries, the title was 
reasons to blow up Anna Ganesh. That's funny. This place <laughs> sucks. That place fucking sucks. I get it. And it was so just like, my parents don't let me do anything. And How old were you when you wrote this? Oh my God, like grade 11? Great, like 10 or 11. Just listening to the Black Parade, writing why you hate any Ganesh. Oh my God, that live. Like looking back at that live journal, I was just like, I, I came out the womb depressed. What happened? You're from like a good family. Your dad's like a judge, isn't he? I, I know what happened. I, I, I don't think my parents gave me love in the way that I wanted to be given love. That you wanted to be given love? Yeah, like it was very much so like on paper good, like mm. provided for me. Gave me money, but not so much the like emotional support. Like they didn't tell you they were proud of you. Not, not, not too much, maybe from the looks of this live journal. But I were also, you doing things to be proud of? But I also realized that I think I've repressed a lot of shit from my childhood because I look back and I'm like, I don't remember some things, and maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like uncovering those live journals, I was like, holy shit! I just opened a box. I opened a box for my future therapist. Like, Do you not I, have a therapist? I, no. I don't know. I can't afford it. What do you mean? Can't afford it. Maple.com, $32 a session. Easy. Is that is that who you see? No. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I did do that a few times. I was wondering about that. I've I never... did do that when I didn't have like job coverage. I'm just for like, if I have it's... a job that gives me insurance. Like not enough. Um, like now I'm paying stupid amounts because I go to therapy. Like they don't give me enough coverage for me to go to therapy as much as I need to go to therapy. They cover like half of the year and then the other half of the, like I go double what a, the assume a person should do. Weekly, monthly. I was doing bi-weekly. That's pretty good though. I think that's what a lot of people should do. I think we should go weekly. Well, some people should go daily. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. just insane that it's not something that we can just do as mm-hmm. fucking humans on this earth. Yep. It's madness. Like, yeah, cause I don't have coverage. So, um, um yeah, Maple's it's really good. just a, a money thing. I, I should look into other options, but um, Doug, if you want to go to therapy, I'll pay for your sessions. I mean, not to sound cocky about it, but I feel like I've been my own therapist for a that bit. That can't happen. <laughs> I'm my own dentist. What do you mean? I ripped my own tooth out. You didn't do it properly. <laughs> we can't. We we're biased to ourselves. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, that, that's really not a thing. You need a real therapist. I do. Um, I'm di- I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety and ADHD. And in my treatment plan, she like made suggestions for like certain types of therapy. Mm-hmm. Acceptance and it's like a, acceptance and then another A word. And accountability. I, th- there's a certain type of therapy that she suggested. Accountability. No way. That's why yeah. you don't believe in free will. <laughs> never said i don't i'm just said i listen i think about it sometimes that's hilarious i like to think of different ways that the therapist is like you need to take responsibility for your actions you're like but what if my responsibilities aren't mine (laughs) i didn't choose this (laughs) that's hilarious yeah it's it's um well probably more relationshipy things because she was essentially just like here are all the meds you can put her on and then i just i want to take a picture of the note because it was essentially just like these won't do anything unless she improves her relationships And she's not wrong because I'm on I'm on antidepressants right now and I'm oh, more depressed than I've ever been in my life. Oh, shit. So it, it ain't working. Mm-hmm. They, Are you just on the wrong antidepressant? Like I have friends that take antidepressants and then they got worse and they changed medications a few times and now they're doing good because not all medications be. work the same for everyone. Could be. So like I've been on it for 10 months and I thought they were working up until about a month ago. And then things just went bad. And then things went did bad. Some, you don't like, have to tell me what, but did something happen to make it all go bad? No. It, 
but it could be just a lot of uncovering things and thinking about things like uh, coming up, like with those live journals and child, thinking about childhood stuff. Um, I like to think of it as a video game. And like my, <laughs> I don't know who's who, but there's like a final boss and then like a character fighting the final boss. Are you the character? And my sadness has defeated. Is your the sadness the final boss? Yeah. Whoa. Your big, big sad is bad. I don't know why I feel accomplished with that. That's like wild. You like shouldn't. I've out saddened. You, you, need, you need player two to sign in to help you out. And that's a therapist, which by the way, I'm on the highest dose of this med. Well, Butron. That's wild. Right. Maybe you need a different medication. I hope not. Maybe well, we should just do mushrooms. Well, I know. Well, oh, we'll talk after. Cause going to hook me up. There's a therapist. He knows. No, he's not for legal purposes. He's not going to do anything. <laughs> There's he a suggested that you should do mushrooms, but it is your responsibility to find them. That's right. But apparently there's a psychiatrist who's taking people on, on, um, supervised trips, like giving them. Oh, cool. And, and that's something that I like, I kind of mm. like the idea of having a professional there. Like when it happens, I, yeah. it's comforting to me. So that's something I might look into doing. Yeah, when I when I have like when we used to do it a lot in university and stuff, we always had like a trip guide, which was the friend that stayed sober to be sure that everybody was yeah. safe and stuff like that. Yeah. But like we were a dumb friend group, so the trip guide always got high as well and just was like, I can handle it though. And then you'd <laughs> do stupid shit. Would you ever be the trip guy? Yeah, hundred percent. If somebody were to be like, Yo, I want to do mushrooms, but I don't want to do it when I'm alone or I don't want to do it when everybody's high, I'll stay sober. Oh, I'm the sober guy already. Like I haven't in February is going to be three years or January 27th is going to be three years sober. Like I smoke weed right. and do mushrooms, but like I don't do anything else and stuff. So like mm. I'm all, I'm the sober driver. I do like I'm cool with being sober. I'm not cool Love with that. being sober, but I'm yeah. sober. Yeah. No, good for you. Mm, thanks. It's good. Make making good choices, buddy. Sure. And just tired. I was just tired of making bad choices. You make good choices, buddy. <laughs> Switch that around. Thank you. Show some positivity. Sure. Have you ever had a bad mushroom trip? Like where like I've, dark. So many times. Dark, more like dark things have come mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. One time I did so many mushrooms, I teleported. <laughs> so essentially one time I was, it was my <laughs> 25th birthday and we were in Fredericton and me, my buddy, Tony and my buddy, Stefan, were all hanging out in my basement and uh, we all did too many mushrooms. Like we bought an ounce between the three of us, which is more than anybody should ever take. Um, and we all ate a bunch of mushrooms. And then Tony was not having a good time. He was like writing, scribbling in a journal. It looked like runes and stuff. And he was just going crazy about how everything in the universe just didn't make sense. And every, we, we were all just here to be punished. And I was like staring at him just like, holy fuck, I need to help this. Like I have to help him somehow. And I couldn't help him. So I was feeling like super, super helpless and shit. And my buddy Stefan, who was like the best person at taking, like he can take any amount of any drug and he'll just be fine. He's wow. just like, yeah. So he was just sitting in the court and like content, just smiling, crisscross applesauce, just like hanging out. And uh, so after like what felt like an eternity of Tony freaking out, me panicking because I couldn't help him and stuff. I was just like, yo, maybe if we have a change of scenery, everything will be awesome. Stefan, we need to get to Blake's. And Stefan was like, we are at Blake's. And I looked around and we weren't in my house anymore. We were already at my buddy's place. And I was like, oh my what God. the fuck just happened? <laughs> you like, like lost a chunk of time somehow? Yeah. Holy shit. I was so overwhelmed with the fact that he was sad that I just completely blacked out to the fact that we went from one place to another. That's insane. When you do a lot of mushrooms, weird things happen. Do you see things like hallucinations on mushrooms? Not really. Like Not really. things are vivid. Like, okay, I'm color. Yeah. I'm both pro tan and do tan efficient. So like, I don't see colors vividly and like a lot of colors. Really? Blend into it. You didn't know that? 
I, most men are colorblind. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm from. Yeah, I'm, I'm super colorblind. Wow. And uh, when I do mushrooms, I see colors that I don't normally see. Like I did mushrooms and saw burgundy for the first time. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, this isn't red. And somebody's like, no, it's burgundy. And I was like, this is what burgundy looks like. Whoa. Yeah, weird. yeah reds are a tricky one for, I, I've mm -hmm. heard, for colorblindness. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't see them as much. So Christmas time must be like boring for you. No, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking hate Christmas. Yeah, I hate Christmas. Thank you. We're in the so same. So much. We're in the same boat there. Yeah. Halloween people, superior. I know. Halloween people are the best, but then it's ruined every year by people dressing up like fucking clowns. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Change.org petition. I'm starting it. We're, we're banning all clown banning clowns. Banning clowns on Halloween. But what about like a cute girl clown who like just has No. Like, really? No. If a girl clown wants Lunette? to fuck. No. What? No. You find Lunette the clown freaky too? Yes. What? Yeah. She's so cute. Nope. I wonder if she does porn now. <laughs> I'd Google it, but I don't want to see it. Can you Google it and just confirm or deny? I don't, I don't know. I always, I always have that thought of like, what that bitch up to? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, she must be like, ooh, I wonder how old she is. I do want to actually know that. So Big Comfy Couch was started in 94. So and you I'm guess and I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm going to say Big Comfy Couch started in 1994. It's a guess. She must have been 18, 20 years old. I'm going to say 20 to be safe. So 22 years after, or 18 years after. No, wait, fucking what year are we right now? 2022? 22. Plus. We are in 2022. Um, oh, yeah, I have her age now. Okay. So I'm going to say she's 50. 48? You were damn close. Oh, so she was 18. If I would have went with 18, I would have been on the dot. I thought she was younger when she, I mean, look, still got it. Still got Probably it. You're going to show me in the clown makeup. That's, yeah. No, don't worry. I wouldn't do that. She's gorgeous. You. She is gorgeous. I don't think she's done. Does she not have eyebrows? They're very thin. Okay. Thin That's eyebrows are now coming back. Yeah, I know. It's Apparently. very goth very chic. I'm into it. Yeah. I like all eyebrows, though. One time somebody <laughs> told me my eyebrows had more personality than I did. You do have nice eyebrows. Thanks. You do have <laughs> more personality. <laughs> Fuck those people. You have yeah. a great personality. Appreciate you. She was mad at me, though, at the time. <laughs> Same girl told me that just because I was charming didn't make me a good person. What? <laughs> yeah. We're Ugh. good now. She slides on my DMs all the time. <laughs> She's lovely. She was just mad at me at the time. Doesn't block anyone, everyone. No, I refuse to block anyone. <laughs> the, the thing is, is like I refuse to block anyone because if anything happens and you feel like you're by yourself and you need to contact someone, I would feel awful knowing that if somebody reached out to me, they weren't able to. I just block in like extreme situations. I'll block for like 24 hours. Like if a guy is verbally abusing me mm -hmm. and like calling me like ugly and... You're beautiful. And horse-faced whore. What are the other ones I've got? Um, stuff like that. Then I'm like, maybe we block. <laughs> there. I get that. I get that. Nobody can say meaner things to me than I think about myself anyways. I'm cool. See, I, I've i heard that comedians say that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think awful things about myself. So I whatever don't know if I fully believe. That I say worse things about me? I don't know. Do you I want feel me to read you my notes? <laughs> Actually, let's no. get into the next segment. <laughs> this works perfect. Um, hey, Brian, what's wrong with you? <laughs> this is where you say a lot. It's everything. But why don't we focus on current state? Current state. <laughs> Fuck. Please watch Brian's first appearance. Can I smoke a joint? Yes, please <laughs> smoke. Please smoke. Um, fuck, what's wrong with me? A lot, so much. Okay, recently. Um, we were kind of talking. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. 
You take it away. Uh, one thing that blew me away, I, t- I talked to one of my friends about this the other day and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, one thing that I'd recently discovered is wrong with me um, that my therapist brought up, which uh, I almost threw up when she said uh-huh. I was getting ready to leave the therapist's office and I stood up and then she looked at me and she goes, I know what's wrong. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's going on? And she was like, oh, you're only attracted to people that are exactly like your dad. And I sat down and almost threw up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, my, my thing is people who validate me to other people, but degrade me to my face. It's my, it's my thing. Oh, Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, it's fun. It is. That is. You do hear that quite a bit that like your you do mimic your uh, caretakers. I hate that. You I hate mimic- that so much. Isn't that fucking it's fuck insane? weird? Fucking yeah. weird. She said that I almost puked. I almost puked. But was, was she so right? Weird. Based off my track history, yeah, hundred percent. But I hate hearing it. Validating you to other people, but not treating you well personally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why do you think you go for the first thing? Like the val- Like why do you think you like that? I don't think I like it. I think I just if that's what you're doing, my brain goes, "This is a person that cares for you." Because that's what you, that's what you grew up with. I'm so that, that's a weird comfort level thing, even though it's the mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, even though it's not good, that's when my brain goes, this person must care for you then. They're telling other people that they're proud of you. Isn't that fucked? Yeah, it's fucking weird. God damn. Our parents really messed us. Yeah, my mom's amazing. She's the best human being of all time. She did nothing wrong at all. Except for, I don't know, get me fat or whatever. But other than that, she's amazing. Right. My dad's was fucked up. But actually, can you tell the listeners that you are on a new single journey right now? sure. And so you ended a relationship, mm-hmm. but you, you, uh, you set some boundaries and stuff for yourself. Yeah. I'm learning to set boundaries. My therapist was like, yo, because you're, because of this way you're trying to, you have to set boundaries and essentially it's been a weird journey, but, uh, now here we are. <laughs> I think stuff. a lot of things for people like us, because mm-hmm. we're quite similar is learning to like accept love, like learning to accept help from mm-hmm. others. Cause like you like to help people. I like to help people too. People tend to take advantage of people like us yeah. quite a bit. So I think so much of it is actually going, no, like I'm going to accept now. And it's mm. like that, um, fucking, uh, there's it's probably a TikTok or something that I heard somewhere that was like, so like you take care of other people, but who takes care of you? It's just that, like that trigger question of like, Scientists who, do. <laughs> who does take care of you? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we, should let other people take care of us a little bit. I mean, people take care of me in the way that they feed me. So like all of my bad habits to myself, I have people in my life that are like, we're going to do this. We're going to fix this for you. And I'm like, oh, that's super nice. So like I have that kind of stuff. And I have people that that's are nice. there for me emotionally and stuff. It's just, uh, it doesn't seem to be when I'm in, I'm, like it's not, it's not partners. It's people around you care. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe going forward now. Actually, that kind of makes, now that I'm saying it out, wow, this is a weird thought to be having for the first time. But I think that might be it. It's like growing up, I was out of my house all the time because my dad would kick me out of the house all the time. Ah. Um, And then my friend's parents would bring me in and feed me and make sure I was cool and like do everything for me and stuff. So maybe I've learned that the people that are supposed to be close to you shouldn't actually like you. They should treat you as disposable. And then the people in like your community are the ones that are going to be like, hey, we got you, dog. Found family. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck me. But like really like, learning to be attractive to the things that it's tough when you're like so accustomed to like being attracted to a certain thing Mm -hmm. or like a bad habit and then you have to learn to be it's like girls learning to be attracted to like nice guys like that's 
Like you just gotta learn it somehow. <laughs> Cause it's what's gonna like what are you gonna do? Keep going for toxic people? Yeah. Your whole life? I mean, that's what I'm 32 and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but I, 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 you never know. That's fair. I, I, I think. No, no, no. That's fair. I genuinely I've met think. Some, since then, I've met some very, very lovely human beings that, lovely human beings. I genuinely think that fucking self-love mm-hmm. or whatever it is, is not a black or white thing. It is tiny little steps and we might not ever get to 100%. But like you ending this relationship standing up for yourself going no like i want i want to be listened to you mm-hmm. i want someone to be there for me mm-hmm. this is not a one-sided thing like you realizing that is such a good step in the right direction for you i appreciate that thank you and like you should be proud of yourself for that because like sure. some, some people not. fucking <laughs> stop <laughs> made me real sad for a while and now here we are forced myself to be happy but like you should be proud of yourself for that because that's a good that's a good gift to yourself to go mm-hmm. no more thank you no more I straight Fuck up, this. straight up, like the, the, la- the last thing was like my therapist sat me down, like we were having a session one time and she was like, I can't tell you what to do, but get the fuck out of there. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Like those yeah, were man. her exact words to me. And I was like, oh fuck. Okay. Do your friends call you out on stuff like that? Cause sometimes <clears> I, I do have that. certain friends. Yeah. yeah. And do they kind of just say like, dude, this is stupid what you're doing. Yeah. My t- I have two friends, Cassie and Tiana. Um, that I love dearly. And every time I say anything dumb, they'll be the first ones to be like, you're being a fucking moron. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. See, I'm sorry. Was that a girlfriend or guy friend? Two girlfriends. Tiana Two girlfriends. Cassia, yeah. So g- girl to guy. I feel like girl to guy, guy to girl works really well. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, Scott calls me out on my shit all the time. Yeah. I like being called on my shit. I have better relationships with like women in general, though, like as friendships and stuff. I'm very like I have a bunch of close guy friends and stuff, but I feel like I can't be myself towards them because they're going to be uncomfortable with how not manly I am. So when I have like girlfriends around, I can be unapologetic with myself and they can call me out on my shit and I'll be like, oh, you know, the real me. So I can be open. It's the balance of energies. Sure. In a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's the same. It's the same for me. I find it sometimes more difficult to be blunt with female friends. Mm-hmm. Cause there's this weird, like, I'm scared I'm going to hurt your feelings or like no. stuff like that. Yeah. I, okay. I see what you mean. I don't think they're scared to hurt my feelings cause they know that yeah. I know that they are coming from a place of honesty. So regardless of if my feelings get hurt or not, right. I'm going to be like, you're saying the right thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be tough. And you have to kind of like do it with love too. Cause like I've had friends who like <laughs> have done dumb things with guys, just, uh, so dumb. And it takes everything in me to just not go stop being a dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> Like just, 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 you should get that printed stop. on a t-shirt. And then every time they're being a dumb bitch, just wear the shirt and don't say it. And be like, what the fuck is that about? You're like, I don't know. Stop being dumb bitch. Yeah. It's tough though. You gotta, I feel like with lessons, you can only learn a lesson so many times before it's, you're the issue. Fuck. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked as fuck right now. No, I, I yeah, you're right. I just don't learn. Yeah, because what is it? Oh, what's the same? I learn like, tangible things, but I refuse to learn about myself because it it's hard. Yeah, like if you if you find yourself in the same situation, it's because you're not learning the lesson, which is it, it is a brutal thing to hear. It sounds barbaric. But if you think about it in terms of toxic relationships and like the person who's always in the same patterns, it's like clearly a step has been missed along the way of getting to a better relationship if that mm-hmm. person's not learning something. Yeah, 100%. Becoming the best version of ourselves is hard as fuck. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't even understand. When people say become the best version of myself, I have no idea. Like, I'd be, I'd be good with, like, a good version of myself. 
Like an okay. Yeah, a, de- a decent dude. A, a decent one. Yeah. Yeah. Give, well, give me like 75% order. I'll be like fucking sick. Well, for men specifically, I feel bad for you guys. Why? Cause I feel like like the self-love and the self-care movement is very much so like on women, like it's mm-hmm. promoted to us, like self lots of self-help books. And I mean, look at that shelf. There's a lot of them. Is that um, all what that is? There's a lot of self-help books up oh there. God, I've read the first wild. two pages of all of them. That's it. Has um, any of them, have any, any of them helped? Hardly read them, right? So probably not. That's funny. Why do you keep buying them if you don't read them? I don't know. Just in hopes that one day. ADHD. I like the intent Buy audio books then. I know. I should. Buy audio books and listen to them while you're walking around your house. You have an air fryer? Clean that. I should. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel called it. I I have no idea if it's dirty. I didn't even look at it. I just see the backside. I'm just... Trying uh, to figure out things that you can do in your apartment. I don't know what you do for fun oh, when you're I mean, when you're alone. There's tons of stuff I could do in here, like clean. Yeah. Listen to an audiobook while you're cleaning. I listen to podcasts all the time. I listen to a lot of self help podcasts. But yeah, I should I should what do audiobooks. Like? What's that? What's a self help podcast like? Who are these people and what are their credentials? Hmm. Comedians. <laughs> if a comedian <laughs> is doing a self help podcast, more like dating. It's more like dating stuff. Trying to think, what do so I So like relationship to? coaches being like, you are the best you. Realize that you are the best you. Find your significant others. <laughs> Is that what? I hate all like the, that manifesting affirmations. Like the secret stuff? Like the affirmations. I just can't, can't get down with it. Because you never received anything you asked for? I don't believe in it either. I'm just playing dumb. I'm just fucking around right now. I mean, that's not wrong. Because because here's the thing. <laughs> as, as women, we hear all these different things about how to find a guy. It's like, you can't want it. It'll come around when you don't want it. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to write down everything you want in a partner and manifest it. Which to me is wanting it. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> so it's conflicting I mean, you, you information. Can't be, you can't be looking for it, but you have to be open to it. When you, when you That's go out, when you're going out, like for example, you're okay. That's what it What's is. like an average day. Okay. You get up in the morning, you go out and you buy coffee. Then you go to work, you have a lunch break, you go to work and then you come home, mm-hmm. right? Regular day. When you're going out to coffee, when you're going to work, when you're on your lunch break, when you're after your lunch break, when you're commuting home, how often do, in those times are you talking to strangers around you? Not often. Why? But, but you're Right. Yes. I talk to everyone all of the time. You're not and wrong. I've met so many. Like I've ran, I have like so many numbers of people that I was just outside having a cigarette and they like crouched down to tie their shoes and we had a five minute conversation and then we exchanged numbers so we can talk later. The lunch break thing is I just work at my desk. I'll be honest. Workaholic. Here. Workaholic. I get it. That's my, that's my, what's wrong with me. I'll take a lunch break and go work on something else and then come back to that. I, it's another, again, the workaholism. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, like, I'm very much so not a Gen Z person when it comes to work. I'm like, no, stay late, work through mm-hmm. lunch, do more. Yeah, like, you, you, have, you have the parents that would suggest that. Yeah. Like Gen Z is like, Gen Z is like, I'm going to leave at five. Really? Good yeah. For like them. The, the younger generation's like, mm-hmm. like, I need to take a mental health walk. Like my coworker is like, I'm just going to go for a walk and clear my head. How nice. I've never done that. Yeah, I would have been fired from most of my jobs <laughs> if I would have done that. That's fucking wild. Right? I'm like, one day I show up to work and I'm like, I'm feeling sad. And they're like, if your productivity drops, you're out. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Fuck. Right? That's wild. Yeah. Like the call Dude, center. I'm all mentality. for Like, I'm all for the young people being like, what's important is your brain being healthy. Because like, I feel mm-hmm. like our, ju- like, it's weird. Because like our parents are all fucked. Because yep. like. All of our dads should have gone to therapy and all of our moms who are abused so should have gone to therapy kind of stuff, whether it be physical. 
Ding that bell. Um, That's so true. So our like the generation above us is fucked up. And then our generation is just old enough that like when we were teens and stuff, you couldn't take medication. Like when a kid was on medication, you were like, oh my God, did you hear that Barbara's son, Aiden, is now on medication? Yes. Stigmatized. Like, so it was like super weird. And like yeah. the kids that were on whatever it was were the weirdos. Yes. And then going to see a therapist meant you accepted defeat that you were weak and stuff. So then now we're like in our late 20s early 30s and we're all just like oh now we can do these things so we're like fucked up because our brain our brain stopped developing for you guys when you're 23 and for us when we're 26 right so essentially what happens is like our brains are fully developed and then start decaying because once you've hit those ages i'm sorry your body's just losing it from that point yep, out yep, right yep, that's yep, just yep, how yep, it is yep, yep, yep. so essentially you're 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, and you're now going to therapy and you're now on these medications, but your brain's not getting bigger, not getting healthier, not getting doing these things. It's just trying to stay alive at this point. If you were to be able to like get on medications and like get help from an age where your brain is still growing and growing and growing and growing, wow. the next generation has so much fucking hope and I'm like hyped wow. for them. Wow, they're gonna be so much healthier. Hopefully. And they're growing up mm -hmm. with like self-help TikTok where they're getting like. That's weird. Don't trust. Know, uh, don't trust not know, professionals. Go, like, see go see doctors. But mental but health like, is hot. Yeah, that's it. Mental I health love is, that. Mental health is hot right now. And I like it too. Mm -hmm. But you're right. There is a level of like the damage is done. It's going to be awesome for them. And it's going to be. The, this is the crazy scary thing for me is all of these generations that are now going to be awesome. And if we give them the projection like. Yeah. If if we get them to 35, 40 years old, the world could be incredible. However, we have the people that are older than us ruining the earth so that we'll never actually get there before the earth catches on fire. <sighs> so it's like they're in a race against time to be like, yo, we're the best generation ever. And we're going to try to make it to the end. And then the pit bosses, which are like the old decrepit men with no teeth and no hair, just going good luck. And they're sucking all the resources out of the earth to try to make money that they will not spend before they die. So that the generations after them can't accomplish anything. All of that. Yes. Oh, Fuck. Blue dream, baby. They're, they're, they are like, they have to. It's fucking wild. They I feel, do have to I, save the world for us. Ideally, if they have time. I don't think they have time. If they have time and they're actually, but now it's like they're all. Working nine, to, working nine to five and taking mental health days. Can't save the earth when or you're Or they're being that. like influencers and not scientists. I, or like, I, I doubt that. there's um, uh, vets that. and doctors. Lower, no one wants to be a vet or a doctor anymore. Like a veterinarian? So my sister's a vet mm -hmm. and That's she cool. said that like people will come in, like mm -hmm. they'll be in the schooling and then they'll actually get in the field. Yes. And they go, fuck this. I can't do it. Because it's too much stress and mm -hmm. not enough money. That's weird. It's expensive. Vets they are expensive. They don't realize bills, so the long sure. hours, the fact that they, like, they're dealing with like all the mental health issues that you deal with as a vet, which is like, well, number one, you're putting animals down all the time. Yeah. Number two, you're dealing with the owners of the, well, the people, dead pets. The people who should be vets are the people that don't care that it's overnights and you have to right. if somebody calls and they go my cow is throwing up blood you can go there right. and fix that cow is the people who love animals more than themselves yes. like a vet is people who care about animals the way nurses care about not doctors nurses care about people yes uh, like sure doctors care about people too and stuff but there is a disconnect and like i know a lot of nurses and they are like the most compassionate people in the entire world and they're taken advantage of and it's super shitty mm -hmm. um but like a vet is essentially like you, you need gotta, to, you, you, need to you need to care about animals more than you care about what your hobbies are, what your friends are doing and stuff. You need to go if this, this and like, sir, there's less of them, but the people who are doing it now care. That's right. Which I don't think that's but a I bad guess thing. Now it's, it, it is this. Yeah. I, I want to only work thing. eight hours on. I don't so blame I don't, them. So I, don't, I wouldn't want to fucking work either. So essentially the whole premise of like the 40 hour work week is dog shit. Like we yeah. shouldn't have to do that anymore. But, but pets die at all times. 
Yes, but those are specific jobs. Right. Those are specific yeah, yeah. like fire yeah. firefighter or vet or doctor or paramedic or Paramedic. there's like a bunch of jobs that you can do that you have to be okay with the fact that you're going to be helping someone at times that may not be convenient for you. It's, but if you're working as like a, a fucking data analyst and shit and you're oh, asked to be working yeah. overnights, the data is going to be there in the morning. Fuck you. You should be yeah, able yeah, to go yeah. home at five yeah, that's and hang that. out with your pets and do the things that make you happy. There's no reason for people to work 40 hours a week anymore because the majority of people are like, you work an eight hour day. How many hours of that eight hours are you sitting at your desk going, Ex pretend to work so people exactly, think I'm busy exactly. and they don't fire me because you're so afraid of being fired. And, but you do all your work in four hours. And don't other other countries do like three or four some countries yeah people are experimenting people weeks. are experimenting like experimenting with shit all over the world like there's countries that are doing like four day work weeks there are places that do like five hour work days there are places that are giving you like two weeks of or two months of holidays like people are doing shit like that all over the place and it's incredible it's just and apparently we're greedy i heard something that was like people who have like if you're given two months of vacation mm -hmm. you actually won't even take all of it mm -hmm. but just the fact that you're given it Yep. We'll boost the morale. Yeah, versus so if much. you get for if you get 10 days or 11 days, you're going to use those fucking 11 days. You feel stressed. Yeah. Oh my god, Using I can only days. use it. Yeah, 100%. It's fucked, man. I think that's rad and it's it's stupid. It's people pretending to work because they're afraid they'll lose their job and the people that have to fire them are people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. Your manager is also sitting in her office sometimes just going, oh, my God, and sending Snapchats to her Probably. friends being like, oh, my God, well, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Everybody's first, doing that. I work for a startup. So it's it's this weird kind of like yeah. it's not really nine to five, even though kind of You're not is. part of the corporate machine. You're like a little tiny. It's a bit different because there cool. is there is an on-call aspect of like, you know, like if I have an editor that is a freelance editor, but he texts me at like nine, you know, I'll he'll tell me you don't have to respond. But I do. I have my phone on me. I'm yeah, I'm always connected. I'm, right? I'm always checking emails. Like, but then that does mean because I do that, you're the vet. Can, you're the vet of entertainment. I can sometimes leave at four if I want to because that's I'm lovely. I'm making up that work in other ways. Mm -hmm. and, and they don't bother. They're that's not bothered. The startup about. life. It's, that's it's, beautiful. It's less about the hours mm -hmm. and more about just getting it done. Getting the stuff done. I like done, that. Which is nice. And if you're like a goaler, or like you're probably a person that. Once things are complete, you go, fuck yeah. yeah. And then you can move on to the next thing, like feeling yeah. better about yourself the kind of dopam stuff. Dopamine from like checking <clears throat> tasks off. Mm -hmm. Oof, That's sick. It. Some people don't have that though. Some people love just it. like, like the, like the, I don't want to do like a long-term thing instead of like, I want to finish this project. So like everybody's fucking different. Everyone's you're working so at this thing and you care about this thing and that's fucking super awesome. So you're okay with working those long hours, but a lot of people work for the sake of just feeding themselves and having like rent's expensive. You got to fucking work a lot, especially if you're working minimum wage and stuff. And a lot of Ugh. people want to be at home draw. Like if you're, if your passion is like to go home and just be an oil painter, but you can't because you have to work 27 hours at a Petro Canada and then like 20, 30 hours at a restaurant. And then you're so drained from both jobs because you work one in the morning and one at night that you can't ever do the oil painting. You're like, all I want to fucking do is oil paint. And you're forced to do this 40 hour. Like your yeah. brain's never going to be there. That's going to, that's, that's the worst. Those people should be able to leave at five. Cause if, if they're yeah, working, oh, if they're, oh, yeah. if they're working for the whole sake of, I don't actually care about what I'm doing. I'm just trying to get the job done so I can then do things for later. I support those people being like, I need to leave at five. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Go yeah. home at five. Yeah. Go home, go mm -hmm. home. And McDonald's workers. Oh my God. Do I ever feel bad for them? Yeah. I, I just, I witness so much sh the Mumford McDonald's is a goddamn shit show. So like, that's the one oh, yeah. close to me. And, um, like it is insane the things I've witnessed in there. Like just the McDonald's way that the managers big cities are weird. The way that the managers yell at the workers, like when things are busy, it's just like these people are trying their best. And customers who complain about fast food, yeah. Jesus Christ! If you're me, like that's a big thing to me. If I, I've left dates before because people were mean to waitresses. 
Good. I'll be, I'll be like, okay, it's see a character thing you should yeah. find out right away. If, if you're mean to people in customer service, you're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> you're a fucking monster. Yeah. Just be nice. Say hi. Say thank you. I've had my moments. I've had my moments on the phone though only. Never in person, Mm. but on the phone I've had snippy moments with like internet people and but I've always almost every time I've apologized or like brought it back around. But it, it is much if easier. Reco- if you recognize it. Yeah, because they're it's your easier on the list. phone. Yeah, and I know this from having worked at a call center, being mm-hmm. on the other end of it, too. That yeah, it's easier to, to shit people out. Yeah, I had to quit a call center. I worked at a call center where like did the two weeks training, did one day. And at the end of the day, I was just like, Fuck <sighs> these people hate me. I'm going to quit. What What was mm-hmm. the industry? Like what kind of call center? Uh, telemark or telecommunications. So yeah. a cell phone company. Yeah. See? And people were calling for bills and stuff. And yeah. then just going. And I, and I. Uh, like I, one guy went to Cuba. And he got food poisoning or E. coli or something. And he was like in the bathroom for fucking two days. So he watched all of Lord of the Ring director's cuts, like 32 hours on of his stuff. Data? And he watched on his data instead of the Wi-Fi. So he got like a th- $2,000 bill. And he called me and I was the worst human being ever. I was like, dog, I didn't give you diarrhea. Like, what are you doing? And then he was just saying crazy shit. And then I ended that call and talked to another dude um, who was the weirdest human being I've ever heard talking to like super monotone and talking about how there's no point in the universe. So why the fuck am I even there? And I'm just like, you're right. And then I quit. <laughs> you're like, I agree. Yeah, I agree. There's no point of any in this. And I quit. Nathan McIntosh has a great story about he, he was working at a call center and mm-hmm. he knew he was quitting that day. So he was just saying crazy shit to people. So his last call, one of his last calls, someone called with like a big bell, like 500, $800 bell. And he just wiped it clean. That's sick. I didn't have the abilities to do that. If you tried to do that where I, I worked, you just said no. leaving, right? So that was like the last thing he did. I'm like, that's so amazing. He's a saint. That's what a fucking beautiful, because he made that guy's month. Right? That's just Im- Imagine you call and you're like, hey man, I got an $800 bill. I got to feed my kids. And somebody's like, yeah, no worries. I got you, boo. And you're like, what? Right? You're like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's good. And you're like, really? Money? Like, yeah. I- see ya. Click. Money is like, evil. Money is evil. Money is evil. Yeah. I mean, I would like more of it, but it's evil. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it just can ruin people's lives. You mean like, yeah. The lack of it can ruin people's lives. Yeah, and, and, and then the fact that there is not a, like a universal standard living Basic wage. Income? Yeah. That'd be sick. I'm on board for that. Give everybody a couple dollars. A lot of people, some people will not do anything and just use that money and do the stuff they're doing anyway, but whatever. Yeah. I think everybody should get enough to survive. Like, yeah. Enough to survive. Yeah. I never, if it, I've never had a problem with somebody being like, hey, I think everybody should get money so they can eat and have a place. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Right? No, yeah. Don't, some people don't, don't though. Some people don't believe in that. Those people are fucking weirdos. Right? Mm-hmm. I would agree. But back to the boundaries thing. Mm-hmm. So, so you're now, you're, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. wow. Sick. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Do you, I asked you about, um, like, like, comedy and shit mm-hmm. can i ask so like us sad people mm-hmm. usually our default is sad right my, for me i try to put like i do the ops it's weird i do when i'm home like if i can't be alone like i'm a people person specifically for selfish reasons because if i'm by myself i spiral and i get real sad so i go around people so that i get to be positive so they don't feel shitty and then i come home going oh, i was so positive today see that's that's so interesting i'm the same mm-hmm. except it's working doing yeah. 
Well, you can do work, like like making things or yeah. doing things. Working. If people are busy, I'll be working. Like yeah. I'm also a workaholic. I'm working three jobs, right? Like yeah, I'm doing. I have a desk job. I also do photo work on the side, and I'm doing stand up. Like I'm always around people. So you I keep specifically yourself busy to stay yeah. away from. If I'm not hanging out with people, it's because I'm working. Do you ever get like depressive episodes? Like All just of yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you they do? Come and go. Are you on meds? Me? Yeah. I smoke a lot of weed. Do mushrooms on occasion. What I have a that? super addictive personality. So somebody's like, here's these pills. I will take them until I can no longer eat. Interesting. Have you yeah. ever been like formally diagnosed with something? A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Generalized anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got that too. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, Twinsies. A, oh, <laughs> a fucking. Oh, what are they called? They're not. Uh, they're not therapists, but they're like, they help you anyway. If you, you call when you're like in a crisis and oh, stuff crisis like line. that kind of whatever those people whatever their train whatever their title is i don't remember what mm-hmm. they are uh, i had somebody in my life who did that as a job and they told me they thought i was autistic and i was like i don't want to ask a doctor that this is coming out more and more lately mm-hmm. a lot of my a lot of people in my life are going i think i'm autistic or someone thinks i am yeah i got i get tell i get told that a lot it's interesting because like isn't there a test you can do online that like kind of tells you i don't know Never that's what i heard sure i i, I don't, don't know how much i trust the internet test Right. I well, that's go the see thing, a doctor, right? but we don't have those here. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah, I came, I came home, and you could literally have a knife in your body, and nobody cares. So, mm. but I, people are telling me that, and I'm like, I'm sure. So, what steps are you taking to get better at loving yourself? Me? Yeah. I'm surrounding myself with dope people who mm. appreciate when you're around them, and then when you get to do those beneficial things for them and they feel good you feel good so i think that's my i i I realize as a person that my love language is acts of service and i don't have to do for a person as long as i'm doing things for people and i feel like i have a good impact on their life i will feel good if i'm not doing things for people i feel worthless that's yeah Mm -hmm. i would i i feel like i have to offer people things yeah but here's the mind-blowing thing you shouldn't have to whatever we're all different but you shouldn't have to to be like loved and appreciated for who you are. That's the bring that up to your therapist. Tell tell your therapist that your friend Sarah said you don't have to do things to receive love. Sure. You it's not but a I, transaction. No, I get that for sure. But why would I if that's the thing that makes me happy? Why would I go? I, nah, I don't need to do that. But it's People should just you happy because it's preventing something else. It's not yeah. just making you happy to make you happy. Yeah. I, preventing me from being hungry is putting things in my mouth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like you're doing a thing to prevent a thing. I'm eating. I don't eat because I like food. I don't particularly right. like food because of my, I don't, right. food gives me anxiety, I but guess, I put it in my body to stay alive. I Same guess way. I just mean, I just feel like. I appreciate, I get what you're saying. It's you're, not, it shouldn't be required to be loved. I should love myself just for being me is what you're saying. Well, and other people <laughs> should just love you for being you. I, someone asked me once, they probably do. Someone asked me once, like what intimacy is to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's, um, the scene in this movie, little miss sunshine. Oh, that movie is sad. Yeah. And it's, I don't remember it well. Oh, it has to do with colorblindness. So the guy finds that he's colorblind. He wanted to be a pilot. He he couldn't be a pilot. pilot And he had a full meltdown. Full meltdown. He goes and sets down, goes down. A hill. People go and try to talk to him. And he's freaking out. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then the last, the scene is my favorite fucking scene. It's the little girl just sits beside him. Just quietly and puts her head on his shoulder. That's to me what love is. Nice. Okay. To me, that's what 
it's being there for someone. It's going, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to talk. I'm just here. That's cool. And I think us workaholics well, that, are like, an, that's an act of service as well. Just your being your presence there. You're like, Hey, I don't want you to be alone. So I know you're probably overwhelmed right now and don't want to talk. So I'm just going to be here I'm for when you do. Here. That's lovely. It's and a great characteristic to have as a friend. And you sit back mm-hmm. and you don't go, do you want water? Dude? What? what? Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's like overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Like, like um, when someone's grieving, when someone's lost someone, I'm very cognizant of this because I'm like, everyone needs different things when they're grieving. Yeah. But for the most part, I think people just want to know that like someone's there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because not everyone wants to talk about death or everyone processes things differently. But mm-hmm. to me, that's what that scene is. So to me, I see you as the the boy the crier yeah i had that moment in and, real life and you gotta you just like you're awesome for who you you don't have to give people things i appreciate that Your but i like I, I like giving people present things. yeah <laughs> well like present. it's yeah like i don't need to physically give them things but if somebody's like oh fuck like my doorknob keeps falling off. I'll fix your fucking doorknob. I, if that, ma- if that makes you service yeah, is awesome. That's like my favorite thing. Just like being able, cause like I like doing things. Yeah. And if I'm left to my own device, I hyperfixate. So I have like a bunch of hobbies that I like obsessively compulsively do. Like I am very meticulous with them. So somebody else going like, Oh, I need to do this thing, but I can't, if I get to do that and do something that's outside of that and then they feel good about it, I feel good about it. It's really nice. How, how would you want, like, so acts of service is your, how you like to give, mm-hmm. how would you like to perceive it? Abuse, usually. <laughs> <laughs> the clips I'm getting from this are just... <laughs> but seriously, though, how would you want to receive love? Answer the goddamn question. How Don't would say I like- abuse. <laughs> there's, oh. there's words of affirmation, gifts. Mm-hmm. If you say gifts... I'm not, no, I'm a big words of affirmation guy. You tell me that I'm doing a good job, I'll keep doing things for you. Words forever. of affirmation. Words yeah. of yeah, sorry. That's word. me too. Yeah. I'm like, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. So that. So that's why when people say things, say nice things to other people, but then don't to like act differently around me, that's why it fucks me right up. Because you're giving me words of affirmation, but you're not giving them to me. You give them to everybody else. So everybody else goes, Oh, I thought it was going so good. Like they said such great things about you. And I was like, I'm confused. Oh yeah, that's so. Like, there's weird. a there's a big there's like a big weird thing there. So that, like, I, I, that's what I like, but it's also historically what's fucked me up. Right. What right, are the right, other, right. What are the other love languages? There's okay. So there's words of affirmation, mm-hmm. acts, acts of, of service, service gift gifts, giving, um, physical touch. Which oh, I love that. I have a whole crowd work bit where I, I ask a guy what his love language is, and ten out of ten times it's physical touch. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then I just I go off about how men are predictable and. <laughs> Of course, of course, it's physical touch. Do like, people, yeah, is physical like touch specifically hands on wieners? Is that what they're talking about? I would assume so. Because these are, or are cuddling. Odd. People like some guys really like cuddling. I love cuddling, but I don't know if that's a common thing. I don't know. I don't. I have like but dude buddies that I'll cuddle with. Like we're just like watching a movie and we're just like hanging out there that and stuff, and it's like so boop, cute. put my head on their shoulder. I mean, yeah, that's adorable. So, yeah, I get. I genuinely have issues with touch. Hate it. Really? For like everyone? I, I hug you all the time. I'm sorry. I like hugs. Hugs okay. I can do. Okay, cool. With the right people. Um, <laughs> I'll hug but, anyone. But like, I guess like the cuddling aspect, stuff, I just intimacy issues up the yin yang. I mean, haven't had sex in two years. What? Yeah. So like there has not been touch in two years at all. 
You Which, didn't buy it, you know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I genuinely like like because I was hearing about um these masseuses, like these men masseuses that do like they're not wearing skirts massage. though. They're big buff guys in pants. But they do like full body massage. And like uh they were on a podcast. <laughs> I know, shut up. Okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> you're looking at me just like when I talk about pet psychics. It's the same fucking look. <laughs> um, no, this is my I'm curious. I want to hear more. Tell me more. They were on he was on um my favorite podcast, Guys We Fuck, talking about it. <laughs> just about how it's um he he's a big acts of service guy. He likes to make other people feel good. And his whole thing is he does this full body massage for women. That's like inside of them? No. Just mm-hmm. massage, touch. So he's just a masseuse. There's no in. Okay. <laughs> but just the fact that like. So he's not people, a trained massage. He's not a trained massage, massage therapist. He's just going there and to caress you. No, he's trained. He's trained. But it's oh. a, it's full body. Like. Yeah, I think any masseuse is full body. Yeah. I don't know what it is. He he's marketed himself on <laughs> Could Instagram. Could you imagine you go to a massage therapist and you're like. Um, I have really tense glutes and they go, but your butt's gross. I'm not touching it. Is that what you're picturing? I'm, massage I'm actually going to look him up right now and see what his <laughs> Instagram bio says to describe this person, this person. Cause he was essentially just like, I market towards women who like need this. And I'm just like, I would fucking do oh, that. So he's because, like, okay. Because, um, physical touch is fucking important. Yeah. hundred percent. As humans, like skin hunger is a real goddamn thing. I think it's just, I think it's Japan. That's like an actual job that people are like, you can rent a boyfriend for like women who are like super deprived. No, just like super busy with work. Like the work culture in Japan is like you work super long out. You work super long hours and you work your ass off. And then people who make a lot of money, make a bunch of money and stuff like people work hard. Right. Um, and then a lot of people don't have time to find partners because they're just working all the time. Um, so you can rent. I guess the service of a dude coming over and just like you show up and he's like in your house and you'll watch movies with you and you like snuggle and stuff. And then he goes, okay, you can go to bed. I'm taking off. See you later. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that it's exists so, places. It's so important. So this is the guy. His, uh, see, um, this is his Instagram. This is my, the first time I've ever, <laughs> ever seen his Instagram. He doesn't really say what he does. I know. Right. I just realized that. He was on a podcast talking about it, and apparently book appointments there. Oh, based off of based off of the videos. Oops, based off of the videos. Um, it's like f- massages, but he will put you in sex positions. <laughs> this literally, this dude is cracking a lower back, but smelling a girl's pussy at the same time. I maintain is, I would buy this service. Yeah, same. Are you kidding me? This guy is fucking hot. This guy's wild. So like, yeah, it's a massage therapist, but he'll grab you by the back of the neck like he's going. I maintain. It's a, it's a massage therapist if, if he was your dom is what this is. In. Sign me up. So if you're a sore sub, this is your guy. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. And I would I would genuinely pay for that at this point because I've gone so long without it. And I feel like when you pay for a service. Like it's done with love and affection. It's done with care. And I don't know, you know that it would be good because they're providing a service and they're working. That's wild to me. He's you have to be hot to have that job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he's lucky. He's a very attractive man. 
Yeah, but it was. If I were to offer that service, people would call the police. But it was wild the interview because like they kept asking him questions, and questions, and like just probing, like just do you finger them? Da, da, da. And he was just like, I just do it because I like I like making women feel good. Like he stood by it, like he was just so. Yeah, he has almost, the best job in the world. Almost, He's not going to say anything bad about that. He was almost nonchalant about it. It was really crazy. He's like a Zorro. Like he's just like yeah. he has full confidence, and you're just like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah, but th- I, I do, I do really. You think, think that guy has any doubts about his life? He's living his dreams. <laughs> he's just a hot dude who gets to work out all the time and then smell girls' butts while he's stretching them out. Like this is this is what in every movie the husband is like. My wife is fucking her, her yoga instructor and stuff. This is the guy that they're worried about. Right? This guy's fucking everyone's wives. Right? We probably. I would still pay him to masseuse me up because sure. yeah yeah two years so and even then like, is it specifically the fact that he does it more sexual than a real massage therapist because you could go see a massage therapist i could just do that too because i mean that's very mm-hmm. much i mean it doesn't have to be so- like touch doesn't have to be sexual for it to be no, you go to massage like and comforting it's and nice mm-hmm. so yeah maybe i should just get a massage uh, massage school is actually right by me and it's like cheaper massages but you're kind of mm-hmm. like out like in like a public setting with a lot of people I like the spa experience. Like, sure. you know, have it be a little more zen. I'll say whatever. Like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. So physical touch, acts of service, mm-hmm. words of affirmation, gifts. And what is the fifth one? There's definitely more than four. Yeah, there's five and I can't remember. The it, is, it is. It is. Oh, uh, quality time. That's what it is. Ooh, wow. Workaholics. We didn't know that one. <laughs> We just never fucking thought. We, we, that's a big. That's probably a. That's a big one. Uh, a lot of people get mad at me because I don't have a lot of time. Because I'm always on the go and stuff, and they're like, "You don't make time for me." It's like I don't make time for any. Like I don't have time for anything. There's only 24 out 23. Quality hours time and does not exist. Quality time does not exist. It's just more time. All, all time the time that we can be doing things. Yeah, all the time that we're together should be considered quality time because I don't have a lot of time, and I appreciate when you're there. Why do I have to go? This is time that I'm not doing anything to spend with you for it to be quality time. Right. I think that if we're spending time together, it's quality. I need to set, I need to like cancel on so many people in order for me to have quality time. Like, like, like my, my weeks are so full that in order for me to have a free night, like I'd I'd have to cancel things. Yeah. And we don't like doing that. Workaholics don't like doing that. You just, yeah, I see what you mean. you have to cancel things so that you can spend time, time with someone else, which which yeah, is yeah, yeah. which is like setting the boundary, right? Which we also hate. Because <laughs> I was talking to a friend about shows and how, so I took like four months off of shows. What? No, not four months, four weeks. Okay, Amen. <laughs> four months. What a dream! Oh my god. <laughs> um, and then um, all of a sudden, I I've booked, I've overbooked myself. Like I've probably booked too many shows. And I'm already now feeling like a little worn down just because the transition from no shows to a bunch. Yeah. I'm feeling kind of like shouldn't have done that. Uh, And then a friend of mine said, you should just tell your comedy friends. Cause I said, I was like, I, I just want to write right now and do mics when I feel like it. Cause I want to write new material. Um, but I have issues saying no, when people offer me stage question for you, when you have a show, it doesn't help you write. It, it does help me write. So how is this a bad thing? But I also need to live a life to write new jokes. So I need less Mm -hmm. stage time and more life time. Less stage time, less work, more life. Mm -hmm. Which is my my main struggle. So like what she said was- Is it because all you do is work in comedy and sleep? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And my work is podcasting too. So there's not much separation between all the things I do. 
at this point. It's just yeah, like a, you're just an entertainment machine. It's kind of a melting pot. That's kind of cool. You're really good at what you do. It, so like everything that it is, but it's challenging and it requires yeah, it requires the like I need X number of free nights a week mm-hmm. to like Darn, either. That's what you need. Whether it's that. whether it's fucking Netflix or I don't know. Fuck social Netflix. life. Fuck Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tired of just seeing shows of teenagers fucking. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I still love it. Yeah, it's strange. Um, we have another segment, Brian. What's the last segment? Do you have an unpopular opinion? Don't hate me for this, but it's time for an unpopular opinion. Do I have an unpopular opinion? Yeah, I think. Something that you think mm-hmm. that most people would disagree with you on. Most people? Okay. I think therapy should be mandatory. <laughs> Not oh, only should it be mandatory. Most people would agree with you on that. Do you think most people would agree yeah, with me? Yeah, that's not unpopular there at are, all. There are more, the majority of, for example, the Atlantic provinces, 63% are above the age of 60 and they don't, they don't think therapy should be. Do you think they think therapy should be mandatory? I don't think they. Like in New Brunswick, the majority of people. My dad gets mad if you bring up therapy. And I feel like there's a lot of my dad type of dude in oh, these kinds of parts. I see what you mean. So the majority of people wouldn't want that. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. In New Brunswick, like for example, New Brunswick is predominantly old people. Everybody young leaves. Wouldn't it help them though? If, if It would, ther- but they don't want it. If therapy is. Like if, if other people can have therapy and not annoy them so much. <laughs> no, but everybody should get it. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone should. A hundred percent. Yeah. And people who think they don't need therapy are the ones who need it the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. So then by that standard, I don't need it because I want nothing more than therapy. <laughs> that means you should still have it, but just not as bad as people who are going like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. The people who are like, no, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. But then turn around and treat people like shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing, too. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion. But what if this? I'm going to pitch you this. It's mandatory, but the cost of it is reverse proportional to your income. So poor people get therapy for free and rich people have to pay fucked up taxes in order to be able to go to therapy. But everybody has to go. What is the. And then the the poor people get their therapy paid by the rich people. No, I mean, oh, that I'm down for. Would that not be sick? That would be sick. Would the therapy, the, I, I hate saying this, but like the quality of therapist in terms of. Um, like level of experience, the, the credentials would would that be the same amongst both pools of people? Um, I feel like a lot of people who want to be therapists don't go into therapy because the idea of booking your own clients is very terrifying, or the fact of like you have to open yourself up and try to get people to come into you is terrifying, and the amount of money that you make is not worth the stress. So I feel like if people were to go, oh, if I go into this industry, there will be enough work, and I will be able to feed myself, and I don't have to stress about the getting clients and right. stuff. A lot more people who care about being therapists would actually become therapists. So it would probably go up. The quality of it would probably go up. Because mm, there'd be more people. If you treat nurse, if you paid nurses more, there'd be more nurses and more nurses that actually care about what they're doing. Oh, well, that's a lot of nurses, ca- like most nurses, care about what they're doing. But like, you would have people who care about what they're doing yep, 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 who aren't deterred because there's so many good nurses who have left nursing because it's not enough money, too much stress, long hours. They go fuck it, I'll go do something else, and they go work as a server because we make more money. And like they yeah, would yeah. care for people. So like it's the same thing. Oh yeah, hundred. So if you would pay them more, the quality of it would go up because the people who actually want to do it. Yeah. Not for the money, but be able to sustain a life would still be able to do it. So yeah, quality would go up. And work better. Yeah. That'd be fucking sick, wouldn't it? Everyone should have a therapist. We need a lot of therapists. Actually, if I I could turn back time, I would probably do that. 
be a therapist? Mm -hmm. What do but you mean if you could turn back to If that? I could, oh, I'm not doing, I'm 35. I'm not so? starting that now. Fuck that shit. No, I'm not starting that now. People become physicists in their, in their 50s. Who cares? No, do this is the, the this is the path I'm on. But I mean, like, if, if it was like, what's your second choice career? I'd probably be therapy. Yeah. Therapist. I, I, I love talking to people. I do understand, though, that it's, it would be hard on the brain. Fixing all the people. Mm -hmm. Do therapists have therapists? Probably. Yeah. I'd assume so. That would be. <laughs> I'd assume so. Do do it's like saying, do doctors have doctors? Oh yeah, they gotta. Exactly. Yeah. So therapists probably have therapists just like older, wiser, bigger beard, or if like good. And they would probably know the good ones to go to. Probably. You know? Or just whoever they trust. So has therapy helped you since you've been on it? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm still here. Oh. Wow. Yeah, she's she's a gem. I love her. There's she's talking. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes, it has helped. Good. <laughs> Keep going. How long have you been going? It's been like a year and a half. That's awesome. Good mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah, just like 13, 14 months, something like that. And is it like virtual? No, I go. Well, now it is because I moved to Halifax. But when I was in Moncton, I'd go see her in her office all the oh, time. Oh, that's phenomenal. I'd have a coffee. She'd sit there, drink her protein shake. If she wasn't a therapist, she would be a bot professional bodybuilder for sure. No she was. Way. That chick was fit and drinking protein shakes every time I saw her and stuff. And she was just like badass. It's felt covered in tats. I was like, this chick is awesome. And then <sighs> she told me, she tells me how it is like to my face, like exactly what I need to hear. So I'm like, this chick is awesome. Oh, so oh she'd been God. able to do super awesome. And now that I lived here, I messaged her and I was like, so I have to move to Halifax. And she was like, well, that's a bummer. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, but it's going to be super good for you. So stay positive. And I was like, can I keep talking to you though? And she's like, yeah, do you want to come down? I was like, that's going to be expensive. She's like, you want to call me? And I was like, done. Yeah. So Fuck now yeah. I just call her instead. Well, I mean, because you develop a relationship at that point. You don't want to. Yeah. If, well, if she, it, she know like if I were to go see another therapist, I need to go through six months of getting them to know me about. These are all right of the over. Yeah, these are all the things that I've gone through in my life. Now you tell me why I'm doing the things that I'm doing now. Like she already knows everything and she remember she fucking remember she's an elephant. Oh, she that's remembers wild. everything. So like I'll say something and she's like, hmm, because last time uh, this ah. made you feel like that. So why is it making you feel different? And you're like, whoa. Does she take notes? During your sessions? Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of notes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you'd have to. She's even if she's writing, she's staring at me in the face. Like she she's super attentive. I she's often great at what she does. Think of that like I'm always impressed with like hairdressers and mm -hmm. stylists, like their ability to remember, like with a consistent client that they have, like mm -hmm. they remember what you do for work or like, yeah, it, it's wild. The memory. My, my, my ex-girlfriend who worked in aesthetics was like essentially like a back shop therapist. Book of memories. Like, yeah. A bookshop. Like everybody goes there and tells you their problems stuff and like props to her. She was able to be there for a lot of people. And that's incredible. And like, she was always there and listening to all the people's problems. And a lot of times she'd come home and be like overwhelmed. She's like, holy fuck, that was a heavy day. And I was like, you're like being there for people, which is super admirable. I'll respect her for that. Like that about her forever. That's, that is responsible being able to take in people's yeah. stuff. That's not your training, but people are coming at you in a time of need and for you to listen to them and be like, wow, that's heavy. I understand I'm here for you. And to make that people like to allow those people to leave there feeling refreshed because they're like, oh, somebody actually listened and cared. If you're able to do that, fuck yeah, you rock. Right? Mm -hmm. Need more people like that. 100%. When I get my hair done, I just want to shut the fuck up. I get my, I'm, I'm the like I am the like don't talk to me just rub my head please like, like I'm lucky I go to a, like a good buddy of mine he's an incredible barber so the entire time we just shoot the shit and talk goofy that's stuff that's fun so like and he's like he's such a big jolly dude and he just like like he makes me look not thick 
like he's tall and he's big and he could like bear hug me into his body like he's ah. awesome so i just go see him and we don't shut up the entire time sometimes it'll, like he'll do my beard and stuff and he'll hold my mouth closed and just keep talking at me so that i don't laugh or talk back at him while he's doing it like we, he just fucks around like he's amazing that's epic yeah you'll have to find one here that lives no i'm gonna come no i'm gonna come i'm gonna go home for yeah yeah i'm never yeah he's the best oh i will never not go to noah for haircuts oh shout out noah yeah noah's dope noah's dope mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to pop off about brian anything else i want to pop anything on your mind that you want to tell the masses i love you guys oh my god <laughs> you've done four segments you have done oh we're at 220 that's so perfect. I think it's time we, get, we have to wrap it. I appreciate you for having the, me. This has been super what fun. What a joy this was. I love spending time with you. And if it means I have to talk into a mic, I'll do it. But I love you. <laughs> oh, well, let's hang out like outside of this. Yeah, I'm down. And like I'm here now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, I legit want to go on a hike or something. Dog, I spend most of my time like when I'm by myself, I go for walks to take photos of things. I'll just please, be like, yo, come along. Yeah, please invite me. Mm-hmm. And um. I'm so excited you're, you will be here for half a year, which, you know, it's shorter than what I want, but it's better than nothing. Dog, I'm excited to be here for the next while. It's going to be amazing. And can you tell actually tell people what the future has in store for you briefly? You have um, an exciting like trajectory. trajectory. Yeah, What's that I, word? Tra- um, trajectory. Trajectory. I'm That's very, gra- I'm very say. grateful for everything coming uh, my way. The last few months has been surreal and I have people in my life that are able to introduce me to things that have now opened up a lot of doors. There's a lot of things that I can't talk about uh, on the internet, but I'm oh, moving right. back to Vancouver to start a bunch of cool projects with a bunch of cool people that I respect a lot. And I'm really excited about um, going back to the West coast and the field of photography. We can say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. excited. We so, hardly talked about comedy on this podcast. And I love that. Yeah, you had mentioned last time that I was here that it was you were tired of talking comedy. So I was like, we can just talk I, shop. I like, don't talk. always like, I mean, like, I mean, I listen, I could talk. I could very much so Same. talk about stand up. Yeah. If you but to. I when I have the chance to like just get into it about other things. Ugh. It's a nice break. I got you, boo. <laughs> you think nice, because I those other things enough like yeah. you know what i mean if like we hyper fixate on comedy all the time so not being able or talk being able to not talk about comedy is nice it ends up it takes the fun away sometimes like just the constant analyzing of it like, like I do, find. being real meta about it yeah like it's yeah yeah it's it, we should have fun with it sometimes but um but you will be listen guys i'm doing a bunch of shows and i'm excited i'm i love comedy more than anything and like it's my favorite thing in the world this will be out on Friday. So do you have any shows coming out around then or after like next week? Because plug away if so uh, for the troopers who made it to the end of this episode. No, no one's here. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've made everybody sad. The people who are here are gone. My stats say mm, 30% make it to here. Really? Yeah. The 30% who are still here. I love you with all of my heart. You are amazing. And uh, <laughs> give me a call. Do something fun. <laughs> Better times on the 10th. Better times on the 10th. That's going to be fun. Better times comedy. Bunch of- a good robot. Mm-hmm. It is, I believe, $10. I don't know the details. You can get I tickets in advance, too. I should have written the details down. That's okay. And then Matt Baker and I are in St. John at Punchlines on oh, the 18th yeah. and the 19th. And that's going to be the best weekend ever because I fucking love Punchlines. I love the owners. And Julie's amazing. And I get to spend time with one of my favorite human beings of all time for like an entire weekend. So it's going to be running around all day, eating food, 
shooting photos. God, that'll be fun. Um, taking photos and then doing jokes at night and then doing that for three fucking days. So oh. I'm so excited for that weekend. Oh, I want to like sneak in the trunk and just be, <laughs> <laughs> be there for that. That's so fun. Okay. All right, Brian. Oh, thank you so much. For we need a me. secret hashtag. A so, secret hashtag. So this is the hashtag we say for the people who make it to the end. Mm -hmm. They can message me the hashtag to sh tell me that they made it through. So something that encompasses what we, this episode, what's a good hashtag? Hashtag party boat. Sure. I was going to say hashtag I love you. Oh, wait. That, that, that was more towards the first half of the episode. Mm -hmm. Let's think about something towards the later half. I showed, I'm going to be honest with you. I showed up very high already. So the <laughs> conversations that we have are no longer in my brain. This episode is me speaking out of impulse exclusively. Well, let's, let's do hashtag party boat. If you hashtag, party boat. Ha hashtag party boat. Thank you so much for coming on the, on the show. Thank you for having me. I love spending time with you. This has been fun. You're one of my favorite people ever. You're one of my. Oh, so great. Ding that bell. We're done. We did it. We made it through. We're alive. We survived almost two and a half hours. Which is Rogan Lang. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan and brought to you by the messiness of life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.